Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Depression, and there's other times I've used it to to feel empowered, 
and um, you know to go after the spiritual uh, wickedness out there. And 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 music has been a help in in sort of keeping you know keeping the courage going, which is what you need to be able to um, you know pray down. You know <laughs> the enemy. It's so amazing. They get us to blink. They get us to go away. They get us to say, oh, I must be crazy. Uh, th- this couldn't be going on. What was I thinking? Oh, look how uh, I look. You know, because we keep comparing ourselves to the, you know, the television or to the media, to the, to the, to the sort of cultural meme that is, that is implanted in us. That if we don't obey that, we start feeling like we're being weird. We're on, you know, we're on... Uh, we're under a microscope. We're, 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 what were we, you know, like, like Don Quixote is my, my, that's right. Good. Yeah. We're like Don Quixote because we're, we're, uh, we're going out there tilting at windmills. I think the whole Don Quixote story is about spiritual warfare. This guy got loose from his sort of bourgeois, uh, you know, prison. Yeah. And he went out to, to slay some demons and to set some people free. And uh, and they couldn't handle it. They started gang stalking him toward the end. They set up a huge game to bring him down and to put him back in his prison in his library, where he's under the thumb of his mother, his sister, whoever you know is keeping him down. You know, back to normal, back to normal society. You didn't see that; those weren't demons or anything like that going on. Uh, you know, go back to your life, go back to your little job and your social network. Not even comprehending that the entire social network is uh, at times fake. In other words, the the people that you think are your significant other people may not necessarily be that. Some may be assigned to you to keep you in line. Jeff, it's, uh, a, uh, it's a literal virtual prison, isn't it? We do live in a prison. And, and uh, when we start busting out of it, uh, one thing we have to do is be spiritual, spiritually savvy because... They're always the enemy's always going to try to throw something at you to get you to go back to your you know complacent little world, and if you start walking free, and you know Jesus sets us free, Yeshua sets us free. Amen. But but you look at him, look at his life. You know there was one shrink recently that called him the craziest human being ever recorded in history. Wow. You know coming from a psychiatric perspective, that this guy should have been locked up. And look at John the Baptist. Look at Elijah. And <laughs> isn't that the truth? And and so that's really the norm of like a spirit being, like a spiritual man, you know, a spiritual woman would be uh, living in that realm, thinking about those things, talking about those things. Uh, they would be considered 100% Looney Tunes in this world that we happen to be, you know, stationed in at the moment. It's a, well, you know, uh, that, that's how the enemy keeps people in slavery you know uh my people were destroyed for a lack of knowledge and uh you know so few people are awake right now Zeph, and know what time it is and um as we were just talking about in pre-show you made an interesting statement it's almost like going through uh disneyland on a ride isn't it well that's yeah it, it just seems more and more like that to me you know that it's that you you know we we you know i began talking about uh trauma-based mind control, trauma-based abuse, satanic ritual abuse, uh, Satanism, you know, how it was so ubiquitous and how the elites are all subject to it, you know, usually the wealthy are all subject to it. Now what I'm seeing is that everyone is subject to it. Everyone seems to be not only controlled, but a multiple personality. It may, may be more subtle, like, for example, 
here's my face for for you know the football game or whatever or society. See, I I but there's this whole other world going on inside my head that I don't show people because again, you know, I, it would be another aspect of my personality that if I acknowledge it's there, then I would have to go with that because it's more toward the truth, but then that would be crazy and unacceptable in my comfortable world. So there, right there I've described a split in, in a, just a regular person's personality that exists in every person. There's this whole world going on inside that nobody knows anything about. And if we look there, there's some sort of punishment. Don't look there, don't look there, don't look there. So we we have this sort of placid exterior, uh, going back to the original thing we started talking about today, because this is what I've been dealing with lately. I guess that's why I'm talking about it. You know, at, so to get free of the fake life we're living, that isn't a life at all. It's death. We would have to have the courage to face that thing ourselves. You know, the real ourselves, and acknowledge what the world really is. And it's daunting. It's seriously daunting if you want to get back to that normal state of mind. Because it's, it's irrational to be there according to the world, but it's rational according to the spirit. It's not just foolishness. It's, it's, uh, it's, that's, I think that's where the war really is. You know, If we can break through this to realize, look, we've been on Space Mountain, what is it, 50,000 times, We've gone around the, uh, you know, what were those, the cups, the, the twirl? <laughs> I used to love that at Disneyland. Oh, uh, the Mad Hatters? The Mad Hatters, yeah. Yeah, it's just a silly little ride, old school ride, but it was kind of fun, you know. Oh, yeah. But we, how many times can you ride on that thing, you know, before you start getting bored with it? I remember when there was a, like a, a little amusement park near my house in Los Angeles and when I was a kid, and it wasn't far from school. We could walk over to it. And we at first we got to the point where we went through the we want to go to the scary haunted house ride. We go through the haunted house and be scared as little kids, you know. Then as we got a little older, we uh, we started seeing that it was fake, you know. So we would <laughs> we would uh, you know start like grabbing at the monsters that were coming out at us, you know. Then eventually there was I remember there was somebody when we had a birthday party there. And uh, we were really bad kids by then because we jumped out of the cars to, to scare the other kids and, you know, and, and to go punch out the monsters. You know? <laughs> so you're supposed to stay in the cart. And then we got all of the owner threw us all out. You're banned. You can never come back here again. And so it was like a little metaphor of growing up, you know. So we have a whole nation here and a whole world here of people that haven't grown up Meaning, if I take the meaning of growing up as accepting reality as it is, okay, that's say that most people would agree that that's growing up, would be accepting reality as it is and then coping with it, okay? Well, we haven't done that. We're not doing that as a, as a, as a nation. Most people, like I say, are split and multiple personality. Most people have multiple, you know, they're, it's subtle. It's not like, you know, you can... Well, you can trigger them massively. I mean, there's a, okay, take one example. All right, I'm so say I'm a conservative politically. Okay, then I buy into Al Qaeda, right? Then I yeah. buy in. I buy into. Um, you know, we have to be in in Afghanistan to keep people free here at home. 
And all these are, are ridiculous myths. I mean, there's, oh, no, absolutely. there's no truth in any of that, you know. Uh, but, but there it is. And you have a mass body of conservatives who, who have to sign on to the war in order to fit in with their conservative friends. You no know? doubt about it. Uh, so, 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 they're, so they end up conforming. So they end up accepting this lie that we have to be in Afghanistan, we have to be in Iraq, or whatever it is. Whatever the, we have to have these TSA scanners to stay safe. Oh, man, that's, it's horrible what they're doing over there. Well, that's soul scalping right there. That's, that's, you're talking about trauma-based abuse. When you reveal someone, force someone's nakedness publicly, that's what they do in satanic rituals. <laughs> That's what they do. They they get people um, naked, exposed. Yep. They uh, yep. they put them through trauma, and then right. they insert the demonic spirits. It, exactly. So what's going on with TSA? The same thing. Only it's happening to us as a, as a society. It would be the, the same thing can be done by forcing us to witness real murder. God have mercy. If, if we witness real murder, we become part and complicit with it. You know, and if we're voyeurs, you know, what I mean, if we don't, yes. if we don't process it, we become a, that which we don't process, we become a victim to. So if we, you know what I mean? In other words, we have to own up to the fact we just, you know, like on the Internet, you could you could easily see someone, um, you know, I mean, well, this hasn't happened to the extent that that I thought it would by now. But I thought there'd be a lot more people, say, committing suicide on YouTube. Oh, man, uh, and I think it's just started. You're starting to hear more and more about that. Yeah, so if you watch that as a voyeur, you know, you are you become, in a way, part of the suicide. You become part, in a way, a murderer. Okay, so and, and say you don't do anything about it, you don't repeat, you know, you don't process that information. You have been traumatized. Demonic spirits have gotten in, gotten control of you because you yes, witness, yes. because you've been now through this trauma. 9-11 was a trauma. But you know what's a deeper trauma is being revealed naked. Why, why I don't know. Got to go back to the Garden of Eden and, and analyze what that's all about. You know, that, that birth of shame, that birth of guilt for, for nakedness. But it, it's there. Whether we like it or not, if we're forced naked in, in public, we are traumatized. How many people do you think are actually dealing with because if they don't deal with it, there's going to be a piece of their personality that splits off. Every time someone goes through that, they don't deal with it. They, they say it's normal. and They're in denial. That's a piece of their soul, a piece that's of right, their personality right. that's now split off from the whole. Absolutely. So they're, they're, they're made, they're made uh, uh, vulnerable. vulnerable. They're traumatized, and they have really uh, one of two options. They could do like you did. You said, I'm not taking any more crap, and you got up and punched that thing. <laughs> Or you can sit there and and go through it, and um, and they win. If we uh, don't, they win, if we don't do anything, we don't say anything. If that individual, it's not a collective thing. If that individual yes. goes through there and doesn't process what happened to him or or her, it doesn't process it. Then um, you know, like I'm outraged, or I'm depressed, or I'm angry. You know, that's processing it. That's healthy. But if it isn't processed. Then they have a hook in you. They can trigger you any time, and um, you know that's how it's done. And and now it's happening with machines. And I, I you know, you got to follow the money back to this Chertoff guy, right? He's the one that got the oh, yeah. sweetheart deal for the machines in Compitano, a big sis. I mean, there's another um, uh, horrible. 
Well, I won't say a horrible individual. I'll say a person that is deeply, deeply under mind control and 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 completely under control. Uh, a person who is not, in my opinion, she is not her own. Just like so many of the politicians, they're plasticine. They're 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 mannequins. You know, they have absolutely no self, no hole there, no center. That's how I see her as a as a a stereotype of herself. Let's say. There is no center there. It, it's um, she is. Uh, They're being remotely controlled, are they not? Well, it would seem that she's enslaved. In other words, everything yes. is about this team she's on, and uh, there is no Janet Napolitano. She's on this team defending uh, these uh, guys who are making all these uh, filthy lucre profits behind the scenes, and uh, then. But it's a control thing. I can see that she's in a position, working for the enemy, working for the devil, if you like, yes, uh, yes. and, and um, you know, she's playing it mum, you know, so she's in denial, so she's not trustworthy. You know, she's not a whole human being, and I can say that from watching her. There's a few people that, 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 that show they are fragmented. She's one. Nancy Pelosi would be another one. Oh, absolutely. Uh, who, who is a completely fractured and demonically possessed individuals. Now, how can I prove demonic possession? Because I see, I can see it. But I can't prove, say, well, what do you want for proof? This is my vision. I see it. I don't see it with everybody. But I, you know, with Nancy Pelosi, I use her as a good example to see what somebody who's trauma-based, who's a chosen one, okay, it's pretty easy to see that. A chosen one, meaning, you know, one that was destined to be elite, chosen probably as a child. And, um... And fragmented, meaning she's been uh, hypnotized, controlled, split, uh, you know. So when we say multiple, of course, that goes without saying. All these people are multiples. Absolutely. And I I look at uh, multiples as basically they've got multiple demonic spirits inside of them. Right. And these these people have been taken over. Um, These these demons inside the people are triggered at will uh, to do their controller's handling. And um, it's uh, it's uncanny. Again, I think most people walking around the globe right now are demonized. They're in various stages of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some are completely taken over, and only be you know God's mercy if if they wake up out of this uh, matrix uh, right. where Satan has lulled their minds to sleep. And uh, there's a few of us awake like yours, if that see what's going on, see the truth of it. Whereas the the other masses are just parked most of them in front of the TVs. Or they're the in the virtual is, world. Screw it. Yeah, the TV is dangerous. Um, you know, if you're not, again, you're not taking responsibility. If you take responsibility for the images that you're taking in, then fine. But if you're not, if you're just letting it go, you know, you're not processing it. You're just letting them do with you what they want to do. Then TV can be dangerous. Man, it can take a uh, a foothold in you. If if we, like you said, you have to make a decision when you're exposed to it. What are you going to do? Are you going to let it uh, take root? Or are you going to deal with it and say, I'm not taking this crap anymore? I'll give you a case in point. Uh, I do a lot of uh, late-night programs, and so my uh, days and nights are kind of turned upside down. Well, yesterday I was getting prepared to do a, a program in the evening, and I was a little bit tired. I think I had eaten too many tacos at Taco Bell. <laughs> and so I went to take an hour nap, and I set my alarm clock. I woke up about an hour before the show. And I went over, and uh, as, as many people are doing, they spend too much time on Facebook, so I went over there to see what was going on. And, Zeph, I had uh, proved someone as a friend 
they jumped onto my uh, Facebook page while I was sleeping, and they posted some of the most obscene photographs I've ever seen. Basically, some photographs that were taken in one of the African countries where, you know, they were coming against uh, Christians and basically butchering them. You know, one guy had a, a head in his hand, another one was uh, sodomizing a corpse, and I looked at it almost vomited. And I said, God have mercy. While I was sleeping 28 minutes ago, someone jumped on my page and put up these five shocking uh, photographs. Hmm. And I, I sat there, my, just, my jaw dropped open. Well, I mean, I was traumatized. Uh, yeah, if I were to go into the details of what I saw, I mean, I was traumatized. I had to make a decision there. And, of course, I rapidly deleted them, and then I went into spiritual warfare mode and realized for what it was, it was a demonic attack, you know, coming against the uh, the program and what we do. We're trying to expose Satan every chance we can. Right, but, right. Uh, I would be a liar yeah, to tell you it didn't affect me. Yeah, you were traumatized, things like that, and that's what they do when they participate in a ritual, when they when they get to be their, their savage selves. And, um, you know, if you can imagine... You know, polite company, people that wear suits and ties and have manners and, and they toast each other and they have these highfalutin words they say at, at their conferences and whatnot. And then if you can imagine that same group of elite leaders uh, as these people that you saw in those photographs doing the same thing, now you're, now you're, now you're talking elite, you know, Satanism. And it's the same whether it's in Africa or if it's in Washington, D.C. There's no difference. Man, there is really a wicked underbelly, isn't there? Uh, you remember the movie um, Eyes Wide Shut with uh, Tom wow. Cruise? A great, great movie. You know, I mean, uh, it, didn't go far, it didn't go far enough for me, but it, it went far enough to get Stanley Kubrick killed. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah. Normal please. life during the day, and then at night they were over there in those... Uh, you know, in debauchery, and uh, that goes on not only in Hollywood but in uh, D.C., does it not? It was veiled, though, you know, it was veiled because that woman had to actually give her life so that he could go, and they didn't show the sacrifice of that woman. They just showed her as a drug O.D. Wow. You know, but that, in other words, they they have a rule they that, that there would have to be a life taken for him to walk free. Wow. They were going to, had she not offered that, uh, they were just going to cut his head off right there, probably in the circle. You know, I mean, that's that's basically what they would have had to have done according to their rules. And who was there? Um, the the elite senators and Congress and um, business leaders and uh, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, politicians, artists, uh, top people that are coddled by this uh, um, idiotic society we have. They appear normal on the surface, but uh, behind the scenes, these people are into some really horrific things. I mean, you know, take most of our leaders meeting every year down at the Bohemian Grove. There's, um, you know, two weeks that uh, you've got the world leaders coming together. Most of them are men. They're over there engaged in homosexual practices. They're making decisions that affect the rest of us. And then we go to the pollsters, I mean, the polls, and think that we're really uh, voting for change. And uh, right, we well, don't... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that the 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 uh, you know the rituals are uh, you know the the mock sacrifice and and uh, you, you know whatever uh, uh, homosexual activity and all that. These are people that that pride themselves on being straight. They're not and and not gay. <laughs> you 
it's almost like, okay, here's a weird thing. So they show you this, you know, here they are engaged in their debauchery or whatever, you know, doing the opposite of the, their image. And nobody calls them on it. Like, say, for example, one of the, you know, these conservative politicians votes for don't ask, don't tell to be extended. You know, and then the, yes. the, the gay groups are upset. Well, there's no gay people there. You can't have gay people at the, you know what I mean? It's, 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 a, it's a whole weird thing. It has to be, I think this is, I finally figured this whole thing out, this, this whole connection out. It has to be that there are householders that then, you know, and have these normal lives that then get together and engage in the, in, uh, the satanic, which would be the opposite of what is presented to the public. So it's, it, you couldn't be, um, you'd have to be like a householder with 2.5 kids and, you know, some job in, say, Washington, D.C. or the U.N. or something like that and have this normal face. And then you have to then defile that. And it gets it gets more it gets actually a lot more wicked than that. I mean, Bohemian Grove is pretty light, you know, compared to say, for example, if someone really wants to move up, they could they butcher their whole family in front of a congregation. Wow! Could engage in you know they kill their two kids and kill their wife, let's say, because they want to move up to the next level. So they kill their family in front of a congregation of people that are in a, say in a church. And then they have an orgy over the whole affair. That would be more, that'd be pretty hardcore. But that's the kind of thing they engage in. Now, if anybody is witness to a ritual like that, a blood ritual, um, uh, in that manner, of course, they are split every time they engage in one. They are that much further insane. That's they right. Are, they're not there. I mean, you talk to these people, you can tell when they when they blank out on you. You know what I mean? When they're just not there. And that demonic spirits are controlling their behavior. So really, you're not even talking to them. You're talking to a demon. So when you see their eyes glaze over, they get distracted, they have to go, they have to leave. They have. You can see all the machinations, if you know what you're looking for, of uh, not only demonic control, but you can al- almost gauge what they're involved in. Wow. Yes. There's also uh, persecution for this. I mean, you know, people out there need to know this, that if you start investigating all this stuff, you know, they will gang stalk you. When we talk about gang stalking, that's pretty much the norm. They will, you know, you will be persecuted. Uh, in my case, I've just recently had a vehicle sabotaged and uh, um, vandalized, and, you know, stuff stuff starts happening like that, you know, poison in my food, um all kinds of things like that. Wow. Just, this is just from having the Zeph report on on the air. Uh, apparently, that has t- triggered uh, that kind of that kind of thing. So I have to be really careful, like where I eat. I can't go to the same place more than a couple of times, you know, or it starts happening again. Well, man, you know, uh, I can understand why. I mean, you're you're, you're one of the most articulate uh, talk show hosts I've ever listened to, and that's what uh, it just. Uh, attracted me to the program. You've got such a deep understanding of it. Um, and you know this because um, you came from a um, Hollywood family. I don't uh, remember all the details of the story. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, I, um, you were being pursued and you escaped it. I and was you know a, what you I speak was, about. Yeah, I was definitely uh, involved in, in my earliest memories of rituals when I was a child, you know. So I was already split and multiplied and all that by them. But the thing is with me, 
you know, that's kind of a vetting process with children to see which ones are going to go along and which ones aren't, you know. And and through a child's life, they'll try to get you, like, when you're four or five, and then, you know, with age of puberty, you know, they try to get you again, you know. And, and, and you know, so by the time a child reaches, say, age 12, they can already tell who's going to be, you know, say you start off as chosen children, you know, that they have high hopes for you. In other words, a chosen one they would have high hopes for. You know, you would be a great, you know, whatever you're going to do, you're going to be great in the world, right? That's what the chosen one is all about, is 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 uh, bringing that person to greatness. And they, they start off with sexual trauma, and uh, they, um, but it's a whole network, you know. And, and also the adults that are involved, you have to understand, they're under control too. Sure. They're... It's not, I mean, yeah, you can get angry, I guess, and go kill them or whatever, you know, fine. But, I mean, you're not getting at the real problem. The real problem is uh, that, you know, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. These people really, these adults, and I know what you're thinking, you know, these, you know, GD pedophiles, you know what I mean? They ought to all be lined up and shot. I've had those feelings, too. But you're dealing with people who themselves were, you know, uh, traumatized and, and split and made into multiple... See, the thing people aren't looking at is that this is across-the-board ubiquitous. In other words, the, the, the pedophile networks and satanic ritual abuse networks and all that are vast. Man, they run deep uh, to the highest levels. Um, yeah, and to the lowest levels, too. You know, you've got them in you know at the Seven Eleven. You've got them at the mechanic. You know, you've got them... You know what I'm saying? They're all over the place. So the eyes and ears... Of Satan, they're the eyes and they're like police, you know, they're like police dogs, you know, and they, they detect that you're not on the page. Oh, my God, they unleash their, their forces on you, and it comes from all directions. But, you know, what are they protecting? They're protecting this, these rituals, the vetting of the children. What, what else are the children used for? The children are used, and, and Spielberg's alluded to this um, in his films. You know, he's always using children, you know, there's, a, there's definitely a, an issue there. Um I think he's kind of like Kubrick. And, well, I don't want to go into it. I mean, I, I, I don't want to, you know, I, I will only say I can't, uh, there's a certain line I can't cross here, but, uh, you know, just by saying that, you get my drift. <laughs> anyway, uh, the children are used also as portals. Yes. So, so you, 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 they, get, you, they get worshipped at a very young age. And I've seen that, too. You know, directly. You know, where they're they they be they're not just a chosen one. Now they're they're uh, they're an object of worship because they are a avenue to the realm of of spirits. And they they everyone tries to get possessed by the most powerful spirit. You know, and that because that would portend well for their lives if they could get that kind of power going on. And the children are act helping them to access where they want to go. So these children are highly revered at the same time. And Man, they're, they're just—they're uh, just so many doorways uh, for people to become demonized these days. Zeph, I mean, yeah. people worship Hollywood. They—they uh, they say, "Man, I want to—I want to be a star. I want to have the money. I want to have the—the uh, the women, the—the uh, the fame." And they don't understand that really behind the scenes, these people are empty. Yeah, but it's very organized. In other words, like, okay, me—you know—did I really escape L.A. and Hollywood and all that? Oh, well, at any given time, there's four or five people assigned to me. That are you know I know who they are you know and they probably freak out that I say this, but you know there's never been a time in life I haven't had people around me that were assigned to me. 
Oh, they're and, and they'll and they'll reflect whatever you are. You know, you're a Christian. Oh, I'm a Christian. You're a Buddhist. Oh, I'm a Buddhist. You're a, you know, doesn't matter what you say. They're, they I call them that. chameleon spirits. Uh, <laughs> okay. They, they can they can change to blend in with what atmosphere they need to at the time. Uh, of course, we all remember the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, very. Gosh, that, what, what do you think that was about? That was completely a metaphor for this whole nightmare. Man, I'll never forget it. I was. Uh, we had just moved to uh, California. We moved out there. I think it was uh, early '80s. We were living up in uh, Topanga Canyon. Oh, what a really? Okay. Shock that was for me because we had moved from Atlanta, Georgia. I was in sixth grade back then, and uh, my uh, my stepfather said, "Let's go to L.A." So. We loaded up a big U-Haul, went across country, landed in L.A., and uh, he finds this little house up uh, in the hills of Topanga Canyon. It turned out that it was uh, built by David Selznick many years ago. And ah. he even had this old buffalo coin cemented into the uh, the driveway so you could tell how old it was. It was done back, I guess, in the 20s or 30s. Mm-hmm. But uh, I went to school, and I said, wow, what a, what a shock. I would look, and I would see uh, what I thought was a pretty girl and turn around and be a guy. And then, you know, you're running in and... Uh, a recess, and you know, you're meeting some actor's um, daughter, and I said, "Wow, this is pretty cool out here," you know, uh, and different. And then, um, what was my point? <laughs> well, Topanga. Oh, oh you're uh, talking about Topanga Canyon, and 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 children used as portals, and uh, satanic ritual abuse being assigned, having people assigned to you to watch you, and to uh, follow you, and to try to turn you if they, you know, or kill you, you know. Or use you in some way, or like a battery. They can, they can. You know, this has happened to me a lot of times, where somebody does a ritual somewhere, and all of a sudden I can't move. Oh man! They've just stolen all my energy, you know, and that that's happened quite a bit. And I've I've worked to, to close those doorways up. If there's a doorway I have left open, I'm sorry. But I have to. That just means I got to pray harder. I got to be more vigilant. You know. Well, we've all Going. got doorways, and, and that's the key. We got to identify uh, how the demons got in. We've got to close them and, and stay set free. And um, I remember what my point. I was uh, I was sitting in the house one day, and that's when the uh, the movie came on, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this, and it had a profound impact on me. And as you remember the program, uh, you know, uh, as the days went on. Everybody around you was uh, is getting um, infested by these aliens, and then it gets down to the very end, and maybe there's like two people left in the world, <laughs> or yeah. you think, and the lady wanders in, and uh, she sits on the park bench and thinks she's found her friend, you know, battling to stay awake, and then you know, opens his mouth and <laughs> lets out that shrill. Well, yeah, and and the the nightmare is, you know, they have all the the, the hive mind, you know, the hive mind conformity. And um, but I've seen the the invasion, the body snatchers in churches. I've seen them in. It seems that there are more Satanists per capita in churches than anywhere else, and that does make oh, sense yeah. to me. Isn't that the know? truth? Because that's uh, you know the headquarters of Satan would be the five hundred one c three church, and so you know you wouldn't. I would. I advise people to stay as far away from those places as you can. You'd be safer. I I tell them you know you you'd be safer in a New Age bookstore in a brothel. You know, in a drunken bar where people are fighting, you'd be safer there. Than you know, and, uh, and Wynn Worley would agree with us. Uh, let's see what he says about it. And I said before, if you want to find a lot of demons, go to church. Yep. There you can be sure you'll find a bunch. They're roosting all over God's people. 
They're binding them down. They're choking them off. And somebody has to care because people are bound. And if it isn't the chosen of God, I don't know who's going to care. If it isn't those whom God has called out, if they don't care enough to lay their lives on the line, I don't know who's going to do it. As the sad scripture says, I looked for a man and I found none. God looked for a man. He couldn't find anybody. Everybody was doing their own thing. I love that clip, Jeff, but it's so true. Uh, it's so true. That is just exact per- perfection. Who's going to lay their life on the line? Okay, what is laying your life on the line? All right, here's what it is. Um, you walk in the truth. You know, if you walk in Christ, you walk in the truth, and you're going to expose the realms of darkness. In other words, the truth it would be exposing these realms of darkness, uh, reproving, you know, going up against, praying for, praying over, being public, public baptism, public witness, all that, and you will then be in danger of losing your life. I don't care where you are on this planet. America is not exempt from... The only reason people say there's no persecution here is because there is no persecution in the demonic church. You know? But there is persecution for every single saint who is right up in Jesus Christ, who is walking and living that witness and living that, putting that light out there, taking that bushel basket off, and is a, is a living sacrifice upon this earth that all can see, that everybody knows. It is not concealed. And that person has got his life on the line. The only reason that person's alive right now is because of the grace and power of God and no other reason. Amen. And uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. We've got special guest today, Zeph Daniels. Uh, Zeph, give out your contact info. No S. There's no S on the, my name. I just I didn't want Zeph to... Daniel. D-A-N-I-E-L. Yeah, I-E-L. But uh, it's fine because people, you know, have it that way all the time. So I, I, I don't really correct people until it's convenient. I'm going to fix that. <laughs> where it's not rude. You know? I learned fast. But, but look, so what I've noticed is that, um, and, and I've been down lately. I, I admit, I told you I had like a spirit of fear recently. And, um, Man, it's you know, in everybody, Jeff. There, there's no reason for me to try to be this uber saint, you know. I, I, I just what you see is what you get. If I'm down, you're gonna know I'm down. If I'm up, you know, you know I'm up, you know. But, so, but I've been working through this, you know. It's been re- I've been really depressed about uh, being such a freak in my mind. This is just the, the two sides battling it out in my mind, you know. Well, man, that's what the world would call you because you're awake. I mean, the point I I was making with that movie is. Most of the people had already fallen asleep, and they weren't coming back. And in this time, you're looking around, and uh, most people are going that w- their way. They're, they're asleep. They have no idea what's coming. They have no idea that uh, the greatest slaughter on uh, Christians, patriots, and Jews around the world is getting ready to happen. And um, just as um, Rome fell, the economy was crashing. To get their mind off of it, they gave them entertainment. That's what they're trying to feed people to the best of their ability now. So the point of the traumatization process then uh, is basically to to you know it, it's a prelude to Mark of the Beast. Yes, really. yes, it's just a prelude to that to soften them up so they can they can mark them, they can chip them, you know, and uh, uh, and so all this is going on, you know, and and people that resist, of course. 
um, will be demonized ultimately and then put into camps. And, uh, you know, those camps won't take – these people that are in power now, believe me, in the, if it, as we've looked through the past, through history, we've seen the bloodbaths that they've, that they've wrought on people. Whenever you have this sort of communist, uh, globalist, internationalist group in power, uh, you know what I mean? That just leads to genocide. That's How we can make a, a turn so fast enough, you know, back in the 50s they were hunting the communists, yeah. and now they're right in front of us. Um, they want us to accept it, and uh, know, you know you can't throw a frog into a boiling pot of water, right, without it jumping out, running towards dear life. So you know that you put it in there and you just turn up the heat slowly until it cooks to death, and that's what they're doing. They're whittling away at our freedoms. You know, first it was you must take your shoes off at the airport. Then uh, we're going to limit the number of bags you can take, and uh, mm-hmm. you can't bring water in. You must buy our water for you know two and three times the price on the other side. And now we want to you to strip down. We're gonna we're gonna strip you naked. We're gonna take away your dignity. Yeah. Uh, you will let your child be felt up, or you will not get on that plane. And then oh. uh, pretty soon we'll be yeah, sitting, in sitting in plastic, plastic bags. bags. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, pretty soon we'll have public executions because that's another way to traumatize people. And yeah, it's just it's 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 terrible. The idea that you'd watch your child be molested and then you docile sit there while it happens it's like watching your wife get raped by your boss you know and to keep your you know but you you're going to say nothing because so, you, so you'll keep your job and what come what becomes of that guy's soul that makes that kind of deal you know well, he's well, gone he's out of here i tell you that right now he's gone man they, yeah, they they're basically in consent and demons will come right into them they either have to stand up and take a stand or they're basically acquiescing and saying, hey, we, we'll submit to this and whatever else you want to bring. And so um, you're right. I mean, so there's know, no protection for their children, and God hates that. I, I know that. Look at Matthew 18.6. Those who cause these little ones to, uh, to go another way um, that would otherwise believe in me, says Jesus, it would be better if a millstone were wrapped around their neck and they were drowned at the bottom of the sea. Yeah, that's how God feels feels about parents who would allow their children to be traumatized or used in rituals or, you know, and TSA is a ritual. Every time it happens, everywhere it happens, it is a ritual. It is satanic ritual abuse. They don't tell you that. They don't tell you a lot of things. It, they, they keep it veiled and hidden, but they love to put it out in plain sight. It's, uh, it's just another way of traumatizing people. And it's a soul scalping machine. You know what? I like that word. It's a soul scalping machine. Yeah, that's they're literally what it does. scalping and fragmenting people's souls. Right. Well, uh, I mean, if you are a parent, you have to watch your kid uh, be molested, um, and then you go on and you don't say anything, and you don't stand up against that guy, you don't punch him out, you don't do something. Another something healthy. It's not healthy to stand there because, like you say, it opens up that door. And then you're demonized, and then the next thing you do is you can't take care of your children. Now, what's God doing? He's looking at those innocent children, and, and they're, they're getting totally um, uh, ruined and destroyed through no fault of their own, and he's going to have to interfe- intercede. He's going to have to intervene, and sometimes he'll do it with death because, because you know, sometimes bringing them back yeah, home is true. Well, it's the way to, 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 to protect the child is to, to, you know, let them die in some way and bring them home. Because uh, because these parents have failed. They don't deserve to have children. Except most people don't know what time it is. They don't understand what lies at the door. 
I mean, uh, it finally made uh, mainstream television with uh, True TV last week. They had the Jesse Ventura show. You know, something that you and I have known for a long time, that they've got concentration camps here in this country. Yeah. That, uh, that was an they, older show he did, right? I mean, that was an older show that was rebroadcast, right? Or is that a new show? Well, it's a brand new one. Actually, what happened is uh, okay. for this season, they had uh, Conspiracy TV. They had uh, Jesse Ventura and Alex Jones over there, and he broke the story on the 72 fusion centers here in America, the concentration camps, in other words. Of course, we've known about it for some time. People just wanted to deny it, just like they want to deny that uh, we've got uh, aircraft flying over across this country spraying you know, toxic chemicals on us every day to dumb us down, to see us yeah, and, and, uh, and, and, yeah, to, to feminize us as well so that men will not fight back, oh, and then they also get cancer. But uh, Reagan, this is not the first thing he's done. I mean, he, he was there, you know, Rex 84 was his thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, back Absolutely. in California, I mean, a little, a little fact that people may not know, that uh, he was friends with, you know, the main psychiatrist there was head of uh, the UCLA Neuro um, Psychiatric Institute, was a guy named Jolion West. And you may re- recall he happened to be, uh, you know, the guy that handled, uh, you know, Sirhan Sirhan and he, wow, Timothy wow. McVeigh. You know, he, he brought you all the stars, okay? Uh, Hinckley. All these guys are you know, linked back to this psychiatrist, Jolion West, who's he's passed away now. But back when Reagan was governor of uh, SoCal, of, of, I'm sorry, Cal, all of California, not just SoCal, but this is in Southern California, there was a Nike missile base up over Malibu. You were living out there at Topanga, well, over, just up the, the block there, is Malibu. Well, yes, yes. At the very top of those hills, there was a Nike missile base. When we were kids, we used to play wow, up wow. there. We used to sneak around up there, you know. Cool. <laughs> smoke, smoke, smoke pot up there. <laughs> but it was actually, uh, they wanted to use it as a center. Uh, this is Julian West, who wanted to take black people there and, like, do some sort of hypnosis or mind control or lobotomy or something. So the black people would be docile and wouldn't riot. Oh, man. I know. I know. This is kind of this is well, pretty you know, dark. But but uh, it's true. It was they had that. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Oh, you're no. you're exactly right. Just like the uh, back in the fifties, they were injecting uh, African Americans with uh, syphilis, doing experimentation on them. You know, then they unleashed AIDS into uh, Africa to kill the the black man there, and then so we we could plunder the resources of the continent of Africa. This is well documented on the net, what I just said. I guess you'd have to Google uh, uh, Jolion West, Nike Missile Base, uh, which is, you know, Malibu, um, uh, Social Control, uh, Watts Riots. You know, if you Google a few key terms, you'll get that information. Uh, It is public information. You think he was involved in one of those programs like uh, MKUltra? Probably oh, he working was MK for the CIA. Ultra. Yeah, he was MK Ultra. He was. Wow, I think wow. that was his program. I mean, he was like. Uh, uh, I guess if we attribute MK Ultra to uh, to Nazis, like Joseph Mengele and others, and Operation Paperclip, you'd have to have Jolion West in there as the recipient of all that. He would be the head orchestrator of it all. He was also psychiatrist to like Marilyn Monroe stars and stuff, you know. He, but he was a, a key player. It's interesting how he was. The, you know, he was always called in with these famous cases like Timothy McVeigh and, you know, Hinckley and others. Oh, man, he had been doing this a long time, hadn't he? Programming people. Uh, yeah, Manchurian no, candidates, so to speak, right? So so what are the mental hospitals used for then? Okay, so 
here we have, and I've done a stint in these places, so I know all about them from from personal experience. <laughs> well, you know, and, what does the drugs do? Okay, what they do, folks, is they drop your hedge of protection that God put around your mind to protect you from demons coming in, just like Ethan Ledger. He's uh, playing a wicked part of the uh, the Joker. He can't sleep for more than two hours a night. He said, I was taking Oxycontin and a combination of uh, drugs just so I could sleep, and it would put the demons into a suspended state for about an hour, and then he'd wake up tormented until he overdosed. And that's what they're doing with drugs. They did it to my yeah. own son, Zeph. Uh, I lost a uh, my son at age four oh. in a really nasty um, custody battle. And at that time, I kept him vaccine-free. Uh, I knew what they were putting into the vaccines. I knew about the uh, the neurotoxins, uh, about the mercury, uh, about um, a lot of the children that were getting SIDS and dying because they were overloaded with uh, the DTAP, and uh, about all the kids becoming autistic. And I said, you know what, I'm not taking this chance with my son. Um, and in fact, uh, there's also, you know, corollaries between the polio vaccine and cancer. And, you know, we know what was going on with AIDS uh, and SV40. So I said, I'm not going to put that in my son. So I lost custody, and I kept him clear. Then about maybe two weeks later, his mother gave him every vaccine in the book. And then he became um, very depressed. And so uh, they said, well, he's, ha- he's having a learning disability. He's not uh, sitting still in-, in class, a little bit hyper. He doesn't pay enough attention. So what do they do? They drugged him, and they put him on uh, some medication which dropped his hedge even more and allowed more demons to come in. And that's what they're doing with our kids. Yeah, that's Ritalin they put you on. But anyway, the, the, these, the, these uh, pharmacology is pharmacias. You know, it's, it, it is sorcery. That's right. In, in the Bible. And uh, so you're, you're in, you know, the sorcerers are, are, are getting you. And, you know, their job is to, uh, in working for Satan, the god of this world, so what they're doing is basically trying to destroy every child there is and every person and every adult and every parent and keep a total top-down, lockdown control. And it is, it is, um, and it's bizarre because it's really got more than one dimension. It's, there's, it's, it's dimensional. There's a lot of dimensions to it. There's like the spiritual dimension. There's, there's kind of a literal dimension. There's this kind of gang stalking dimension, I call it, because you know that suddenly they'll have all these people after you, and then the next day they won't be after you. Well, you can't prove whether they were or they weren't, and it really what it has to do with is we tend to go. We are interdimensional beings. We go in and out of these dimensions. Sometimes you're surrounded. This is kind of like advanced 101 here. It's still 101, but it's a little bit advanced concept or a concept you may not want to want to believe. But uh, this is what I found that. We go in and out of these dimensions on a daily basis, sometimes many times a day, and uh, we're not aware of it. We, we, we still think it's a single thread, a single reality that we have. And so it ex- this theory that I have explains that, you know, sometimes the very people that um, you think you know and everything, they, they turn out, they show a face that you've never seen before. Yeah. And they can manifest against you, and, and it can be just this horrible thing happening this attack, okay, well, the question becomes, it, it, well, then the next day you see them, the same people, and they have no recollection of anything happening. There is Absolutely. No, no follow-through. Okay, this is interdimensional. In other words, you were in one dimension where they're all manifesting against you. Then you're in another dimension where they're all your friend. So which is it? Well, then you have people you know, complaining about lost time. Uh, 
I had my own mother going down the road one day. She said a couple months ago, you know, she was having a good day. And uh, she's riding down the interstate, and a call comes in on her cell phone, and it's her sister. And uh, her sister is uh, heavily demonized, my aunt, unfortunately. And she said that her sister was beside herself. She said you know, something came over. Of course, I know what it was. It was a demon. And the next thing you know, she was into a rage, and uh, it was so unlike her that she said, well, you know, she thought she was just kind of kidding with her. But then she realized, oh, she was very serious, and she started and sold her on the phone. Next thing you know, the demon jumped through the phone, jumped on my mother, and my mother now is beside herself and uh, went into a rage and literally tried to run off the road. And that's yep. how serious this thing is, people. They transfer. And if it hadn't yep. been for the person yep. riding in the car that grabbed the steering wheel, uh, she would have had a wreck. And afterwards, she said, I, I can't understand what happened to me. I was fine. I took this phone call, and uh, I just went into this. Yeah. I was just, you know, started to fall apart. That's happened to me many times uh, where I've been attacked like that. I got one of these things on me. I didn't realize it at the time. My behavior changed radically. I became extremely self-destructive and, and depressed and, and suicidal and all those things. And then I, I recognized what it was. I'd pray it off. And yes. then I was fine again. I'm like, what just happened? Man, it was a transference of spirits. Uh, yeah, now, I'm a big movie buff. I, I'm uh, ashamed to say that. Zeph, me too. I, grew up, I like movies, too, because <laughs> even dad, though uh, they're destructive. <laughs> wasn't your your average dad. He didn't like uh, to watch football on the weekends. He liked two things. He liked to go hunting. So I was always around guns, and the number two was movies. We went to a movie almost every you were couple in the times right, a week. You were in the right spot. I mean, you were in <laughs> L.A., you know. Did, is, does your mother live in L.A.? No, no, sir. Uh, we lived there for a brief uh, period in history. I was here maybe less than six months, and then uh, the uh, situation fell apart, and me and my brother went back to live with my dad. But um, I later in years went back and wanted to live in L.A., and again, went out there for a brief period of time, lived out in uh, Torrance area, and then uh, I wasn't there more than a few months before I went back overseas. But um, just to, to make the point that, uh, yeah, we were raised around movies. And so, I mean, I've seen thousands of movies, and I will tell you, tell you folks, it's dangerous. Because, you know, you suspend belief there for about, you know, 90 minutes to two hours, and uh, they program you. And, you know, you have here to this be week, critical in your what's thinking. going on, Zeph, with Harry Potter? They're going to program millions of kids, open up the doors to witchcraft, and um, it says if you get into witchcraft, you've cursed yourself down to three and four generations. They're going to go in there. Or longer than that. I mean, oh, yeah, know, man. if, if we don't have offspring somewhere down the road, I don't think we have three or four generations left the way things no, are going. No. Man, it, we, it, don't. we don't. It looks like, uh, but every once in a while, there's there's a decent movie that's about something. But I've noticed that Hollywood even, more, you know, they're showing how apocalyptic. We're living in an apocalyptic time. And oh, the reason yeah. I think that is if you look at music, it's one big terminal classic rock station i mean there is no more music it is either late like lady gaga dance type stuff oh man but yes. in terms of but in terms of music it's it's all nostalgia everything has gone nostalgia and with movies there's no more themes you know of right and wrong it's all blurred it's they've they've gotten to the point where they don't even say anything anymore okay Isn't that the truth so we've gotten so if we take movies and music as the those are our high art forms of in our culture. That's our art. Okay, if that's our art, that means that we've come to the end of civilization. The movies will be prophetic 
and the and the music would be prophetic. It would tell yeah. us because isn't Lady Gaga just like a kind of a, a Madonna redo? You know, isn't this just well, absolutely. absolutely? Okay, so so we are in this eating our we're the serpent eating our own tail. We are eating our own guts now, and um, so th- that's what I mean from an artistic point of view. And I've noticed this, you know, I've, this this terminal nostalgia that we've entered into. Everything is nostalgia. And uh, it's because we have gotten to that brick wall. This is the end of civilization. Now, they haven't pulled the plug and, you know, mass death, nuclear war, all these various options. We haven't gone through that part, but we have gone through already the death of culture, the death of civilization. It is, we are now corpses. You know, well, uh, that's... That's interesting. You said that I always pondered and wondered, you know, uh, I always thought maybe the day that they uh, they run out of original plots, uh, that means we probably get to the end of time. Yeah, it's it's because, I mean, God, God wrote the Bible. Okay, the Bible. How amazing is that? The ultimate drama. You know what I mean? It's the fall of man. And then this whole this whole history and drama, I mean, you know, no, there's no greater plotting and drama than in the Bible, you know, the, the exodus and the, you know, the, 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 the passion of Christ and the, you know, God coming to rescue fallen man, you know, man rejecting God and not realizing that he's going off the cliff if he does that. And, you know, all this drama. <laughs> and then, then comes the end of the book. In the book of Revelation, and, you know, the prophetic parts of Daniel and Isaiah, and all this has now come fully to fruition. We're at the end of time now. And, you know, we're not going to go back and eat ourselves, you know, and destroy ourselves in that way. We have to see this through. God wrote the beginning, the middle, and the end, you know, of this book. And the book shows us that God created us and civilization and the world and this whole drama that we're going through, this beginning, middle, and end, he created it in time from outside of time. So we're in time. So it's, it's going to be done in real time. Well, we technically, we're with the end of culture, as you see, the movies have run out and the music's run out. All these various, also, you know, the visual arts have run out. So now, you know, clothing styles have run out. They don't know which way to go, whether it's retro, this, anything goes now, right? It's it's random. It's become um, almost uh, chaotic. And, and so, chaos. That's the best word no, I can but, use to describe it. But God is not the author of chaos. He's not really the author of confusion. He's, he's, it's, see, what's happened is we are at the end of God's time. Time has run out. And, and Jeff, um, we are at the top of the hour. Can you come back for the second hour? Uh, we can talk a little longer. I, can I, do I, I want to take to a home? I want to take a quick break. Um, okay. Would you give out your contact information, please? Sure. I'm uh, well. You can find me at uh, zedjah z e d j h dot blogspot dot com, and there's some, there's some links there to everything else. Or you can go to zedjah dot podomatic dot com. And uh, and then there's links there to everything. Uh, and then there's uh, ReverbNation.com forward slash ZJA, which is the music. That's that's kind of my name as a musician for now. And, uh, you know, it's pretty simple. <laughs> Between those like three that. sites, you can get to everything. That's cool. Uh, folks, stand by. We'll be right back with uh, ZJA right after this break. Hear the word of God. 
God Almighty, from Numbers, chapter 33, verse 50. And Yahweh spake unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan, near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye are passed over Jordan into the land of Canaan, then ye shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, and destroy all their pictures, and destroy all their molten images, and quite pluck down all their high places. And ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land, and dwell therein, for I have given you the land to possess it. and the hosts of hell. Our mandate is clear. We will not fail. Join with us in the fight and spread the word about Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to invade enemy territory and possess the land, healing the sick, and setting the captives free of demons in Jesus' name. Tune in each night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at OmegaManRadio.com. And we're back. Uh, My special guest today is Zeph Daniels. You must go over and listen to his podcast. Sign up and uh, subscribe to his um, weekly programs. Uh, this is one of the most articulate guests I've ever brought on this show. His website is zephreport.podomatic.com or zedjah.podomatic.com. Again, that is Zeph Daniel. And let me get Zeph back on the line. Uh, yes. Zeph, Zeph we, uh, we're talking I about how... That. I love that uh that um you know your audio there. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, thank you. That is Man. great. I you you're going to go far in radio. You are made for radio. You yeah, this is your thing, I'm telling you. What I do is I do a, a my personal journey, you know, it's kind of like a ministry. But it's also a par- partially a personal journey because when I began, I began as uh, you know, pretty messed up i mean i i didn't know who i was you know what i mean i, I just I, I i had no idea what my life was i had to find all those things out so it's you know so i've i went public and i just started dragging people along with me <laughs> in this this voyage of you know discovery and trying to discover um what happened who am i what what's the world well everything had to be redefined what was my life what is my purpose here? Like you said, you know, you want to set all the captives free in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, I figured that much out. And then when I started going around, you know, praying, and, yeah, I figured out I could bind and loose. Wow, that was really a big thing. That yeah. really freaked people out. That got me a lot of people following me and, you know, a lot of people uh, after me. And, you know, that brought uh, death threats and all kinds of things. And I'm like, wait a second. But they taught church was supposed to be this hokey thing you go to and you get bored and throw spitballs at the other kids, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like this thing you horse around in, you know. It, that, it can't be. What, what's going on here? That was the Jesus I was introduced to. You know, the sort of impotent Jesus. The joke Jesus. It's just, you know, it's just another religion. Who cares? And then I, I, I found out that all this was right because I know I, I would try it on them, you know. I was surrounded by Satanists, and I would in, in Los Angeles. I would try it on them, and they really got upset. Like it, <laughs> it did damage. I could do damage. Yes, yes. I had powers, you know, power not mine, but his. And I was able to 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 fight back for once, rather than just be like a little fool that they pat on the head. 
here's a victim. So I, I spent a lot of my life, you know, as a victim with handlers around me, you know, with people assigned to me, you know, when the, you know, trying to get me to wake up. But they didn't want me to wake up to this truth. They wanted me to wake up to, you know, I was something happened and I and I, I hit the wall. I guess in their terms, their them, the Satanist terms, and I didn't, you know, step into my pre-chosen role. They had a plan for you. They They wanted to use you. And uh, little did they know that God had a greater plan for you. But I spent a lot of time, you know, as a dog they would kick, you know, a lot of time as a a, a person they would use and abuse. I didn't even realize it because I was in denial. So I couldn't I couldn't acknowledge that they were doing that to me. You see what I mean? I couldn't acknowledge I was being used, abused, and all that. I couldn't. I couldn't acknowledge that because then I'd have to. There was just something there blocking me from from waking up. Well, you know, they're subtle too, and and you'll start to to see it, and they'll try to play tricks with your minds and make you think that you're crazy, that uh, you're imagining what is going on. Uh, like with um, Michael Douglas in the movie The Game. The Game is one of the all time. I mean, there's a few movies that lay it out, and that's one of them. I remember walking out of there, and uh, I was in a daze still. I said, wow, that was, what a mind game this was. But, uh, you know, at, at one point in time, he thought he was losing his mind, and they said, you've got to jump off this building to wake up. <laughs> yeah, no, and it had all been planned. It, see, they're, all, they're ahead in time. That's one thing people don't understand. The, the, um, we're behind in time. You know, our lives are, you know, God's already written the end from the beginning, so there's, you know, we can never be equal until we're glorified to be with God in time, in his time, in God's time. Well, you know, that's, that is, that's a true statement there, because God does sit outside of space and time, and he looks in, and he wrote the <laughs> beginning from the end. Yeah. Um, we can so never be at, in, in present, really present time. We, we're not, we don't exist in present time. We I've heard there's uh, as many as 14 dimensions. Is that true? I don't know how many there are um, because I, I I I see infinite numbers of dimensions. I see that you know they can you can dial in you know you can shift it subtly to kind of like you know a third of a dimension, a whole dimension, one and a half dimensions, ten thousand dimensions. I mean, it seems to me that it's uh, infinite you know infinite possibilities there. But but you know in terms of formal dimensions, I suppose maybe scientists have been able to measure fourteen using string theory and quantum mechanics and quantum physics. But uh, this idea that we're behind in time, what that allows them to do is that allows them to then be ahead of us in time and set snares for us and traps. If we go back to Proverbs one, we see that they are a collective that they group together, uh, you know, to, and when they see one of us coming, they set a, a trap that they might kill us and then take what we have as their spoil to share amongst themselves in their secret cabal, their secret, their secret world that we don't know anything about. It almost indicates a time-traveling thing because, again, to, to truly be ahead of us, they would have to be ahead of us in time. For example, I remember having, I've told this story a couple of times, but I've, I remember going to a conference in uh Hawaii and um and I went to this uh we went to this uh restaurant that was uh in another hotel other than the conference was in and um 
we were going to have dinner, you know, and and uh, so we were waiting, and and the club, the restaurant was full, so we had to wait at the bar, you know, until uh, the yeah. table opened up. So the bartender comes right up to me and he says, "We know who you are," as he's wow. handing me my drink. And a good example, and it freaked me out, but I, I was still unconscious at the time. I didn't know any of this stuff. In other words, I had not woken up yet. So it, it just jarred me, like, like you know, like say I'm Truman in the Truman Show. Uh, I'm talking about another great movie that lays it out. So there I am as Truman, and someone kind of, you know, a, a light, a, one of the Fresnel lights falls. You know, what's that? It hits me. You know, I almost wake up, but then I run back into denial. I didn't see that. I couldn't see that. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. It can't be. It just doesn't compute. And then I went and proceeded to have dinner and just ignored it. Then there were people there at the hotel that were um, taking pictures of me and then running and jumping and hiding in other rooms. And they'd run across the thing taking pictures and then they'd disappear. And I went, who was taking the pictures of me for what reason, and where are the pictures going? Is there somewhere a cache of pictures and video of me? And and who would be in charge of that? Wow. And what is this? I mean, and and what's going on with this island? You know, here I am in this island. It seems that people already are, that there's some game going on involving me. What are they going to use me for? Are they going to kill me? What do they want with me? What's going on? And then you, later you realize, ah, this is going on from another time. These are like time travelers because, you know, you go to knock on the door of the hotel room, they just, they're, they're not there. So these people are coming in and out of reality, in and out of space and time, taking pictures and then disappearing into another time and space, not of this one. Well, you know, I really believe that many uh, people that we may come in contact with are not people at all. Uh, yeah, they're demonic spirits. Right, right. And, and uh, they, but you know, they wouldn't folks, it says, you know, you may be uh, entertaining an angel unaware. You can also have angels, but I mean, you know, why would they need a camera? You know, why would they be taking pictures and then disappearing and then wow. having, you know, and then they're not there anymore? You go back, and that bartender's not there anymore. Oh my, oh, my goodness. You know, what in the hell is going on? There's that's some freaky right. stuff going on out there, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we're n- none of us are dealing with it. See, we're even the Christians out there, they're all complete. They don't they're depressed. Like Listen, brother, they're 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 depressed and they're going deeper and deeper into depression to try to e- e- escape and um, you know, it's like for the I'll be 41 uh, Monday. Zeph, okay, and, young um, man. All right. <laughs> You young whippersnapper. <laughs> I wish I had woken up a long time ago, but I'll tell you something. Uh, I'm coming to grips with what has been going on in my own life for the last 20 years. I've been struggling to fit in and just, you know, people say, you know, you need to lock down, lock in, uh, just set your mind to, you know, you're going to do what everybody else is doing. You're going to, you know, work and uh, retire after 20 years, you know, look to the day you can retire and, you know, just going to be a normal person, go out and do the things that everybody else likes to do. Oh, interestingly enough, it's 1111 right now. I've been seeing that number, Zeph. I don't know what it means. I see 1111. I see 911. I've seen it like three times in the last 48 hours. And I'm seeing 333 every time I look at the clocks. But my point I'm making is uh, 
I just I just couldn't settle down. It was like, uh, man, I can't do that. If I I've got to fight to stay awake because if I don't, I could see myself just going to sleep and not waking up. It's been a literal battle to shake myself and try to become aware. And uh, I, I knew I was called for something greater, and it was just something down deep inside of me. I couldn't identify it. And then, uh, you know, recently it's come to me. That's where the name Omega Man came from. You know, it's it's the last of uh, the men and women who are still alive in the end of this age that have not been uh, lulled asleep and fallen into the matrix like that movie, you know. Very few people woke up out of it. Uh, they were content as long as they had, uh, you know, the, the sensual pleasures, and uh, they didn't want to wake up. Um, folks, we were fighting a very real spiritual battle, and then we were talking earlier about you know, my mother picks up the phone. She's fine one minute. The next minute, a demon is transferred to the phone. Uh, do you remember the movie? It's it's a kind of an obscure one. It was called Hidden. It was kind of a, a sci-fi with a, a rock undertone. And uh, the movie starts out, you've got this guy. He uh, carjacks this, this guy driving a Ferrari. And he drives it down the road at breakneck speed. And he's, he flips on the, uh, the tape player. And it's one of these uh, heavy metal bands. And then all of a sudden, he has an accident. It kills him. And some guy uh, walks up to, to see if the guy's still alive, and all of a sudden, the, the transference takes place. The demon jumps out of him into the other guy. And then all of a sudden, now he's doing the same thing. He goes and... Yeah, I've um, seen I, that was quite some time ago. But I jumps in this uh, car with a Porsche, and he had a pin shots for, uh, if I'm saying the right word, for uh, exotic cars and, and heavy metal music. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's like that. These demons are transferring from one person to the next. I went and sat down in a restaurant. They have one here locally called Five Guys and a Burger. You know, they've got a pretty decent cheeseburger, and they make a kosher hot dog. So that's about all that they have there. You know, sometimes I get tired of that. I need some chicken. <laughs> but, okay, but I get lazy, and uh, and I don't do a lot of cooking, so I'll, I'll go the fast food route, unfortunately. But I'm, I'm sitting in there one day, and I looked around, and it was like. Uh, Everywhere I'm, I'm looking, you know, the tables are filled up, and they're looking at me, and I'm looking at them, and I said, you know, those people aren't there. There's something else there. And uh, I realized how easy it is. Satan has such an extensive network now. He's got so many people who have fallen asleep, just like in the movie uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. One by one, people are just being consumed daily and, you know, caught up in his web. And then when he wants to at will, all he's got to do is activate, trigger, those demons in people, and they, they turn into remote-controlled zombies. Right, and then they'll do something awful, uh, or, you know, that. And a lot of people that uh, I know and that I deal with in in, um, in ministry are people who are uh, gang-stalked, targeted individuals. It's a whole wow. other topic, but, I mean, that's... And, again, I keep going to a demonic stronghold as the beginning of it because, you know, without that... Um, it, it would just be like magic how these people could suddenly all synchronistically, uh, uh, you know, uh, in, in a mechanized way, um, stalk someone. Man, I it's mean, like, uh, like uh, you and I you could be going down the road, Zeph, and this actually happened to me a few weeks ago. I literally got my, my truck. I'm going up the road for some coffee, and uh, it was like God spoke to me and said, you know, you need to cover yourself with the blood of Jesus. You know, do your spiritual self-defense like Dr. Pat has been teaching me, because when you step out of the door... He could trigger someone to try to take you out. And literally, I'm going down the road, and uh, Satan triggered a demon driving in someone that was coming up the opposite lane. They started to veer into my lane. And it was only the supernatural protection of God and the angels 
that kept me from getting uh, into a head-on collision. And he'll try to do that. He'll try to activate people. He'll say, huh, let's see, you're going to be in so-and-so city. Who do I have down there working for me? And then he goes and activates those demons and can, you know, do some violent things. If it weren't for the blood of Jesus Christ, none of us would have any hope. No, and, okay, so we talked about Christians being depressed, meaning they're waiting, you know, watching all this horrible stuff happen to the world, and they're kind of awake, but they're not really totally awake because the world is still mundane. You know, they're not really praying. They're not really, they're not on an adventure. They're not being crazy enough. They're being too normal. And what's happening is the world programming is set in with with them. They know there's something supernatural, but they're not living it. You know, everything is kind of superficial. They're, they know they're supposed to be praying, and so they're not doing it, and they're kind of beating themselves up. But what they're really missing out on is the, the drama, the adventure, the, the uh, what we might call, you know, I mean, if they really took the mantle, they would be crazy. The world would call them crazy, you know, insane. Yes. You know, completely nuts. And so I think we need to inspire them in terms of waking us, not enough to wake up and be intellectually awake and just sit there, because they're still not really awake until you see people popping in and out, you know, coming after you and all these things happening and uh, things that would make you fit almost for a, like a mental hospital, but, they're, but, it's, but it's real, okay? They're missing out on all that. They're sitting there as uh, lukewarm, I guess, but, but not just lukewarm. They're, they're, they're not informed, they well, don't you know what, rea- realize this is all real. They're they're sitting yes. there with a theoretic understanding. They don't live it. They're not really alive. They're kind of in a in a a space between two worlds, in a state of suspended animation, and they're very depressed. That's what I see today. I see them very depressed at the world. They don't like it, and yet they're not really living. You know, they're not getting life. They're not living. They're not really in the drama, in the battle. You know, like you had on your on the break. You know, we're uh, calling out uh, all the witches and warlocks, and we're we're gonna we're coming after you. You know, we're gonna we're gonna reclaim some turf. You know, that that they're missing out on all that. Listen, I didn't want it. Um, just like you didn't want to be victimized. No, nope. over there at the Disney World. But you took all the crap you could take, and you have to come to a, a point in your life, folks. Either you're gonna be the victim. Or you're going to get up and you're going to take the offense. Just being on the defensive is not enough anymore. Because uh, the hosts of hell are ramping up. They want to kill us, steal from us, and destroy us. They're causing people to trigger, commit suicide. They're they're breaking up families. They're causing people to um, seek drugs. How many people in the mainstream church, Zeph, are using uh, antidepressants? Uh, They're being attacked. It's undeniable. I, I don't see how someone could be in a mainstream church without taking drugs. Uh, I'm telling you, and you know, Satan has even lulled the Christian church asleep, making them think, "Well, you go to church, uh, you accepted Christ. Uh, that's all you, that you need now. You don't need to worry. Um, it's home free now." And brother, it talks about there's going to be a great falling away before Jesus returns. That's the mainstream church. Yeah, it was lukewarm. Yeah, that's already happened. I, here I, in America, I don't know that it's lukewarm. I think we have the Church of Satan, basically, um, you know, like the Church, church of Pergamos, right? I mean, that's kind of the one we have and here. True, true. And most of they, the, uh, the mainstream pastors are nothing more than witches and warlocks. They right. they have basically bewitched the flocks into giving them all their money. They sell them a uh, another gospel which says you're not going to be persecuted. Jesus is going to take you out. 
for all the tribulation. And I'll tell you something. Um, I was taught that same way. And then one day, I began to challenge it. I said, well, wait a minute. That's not what the Word says. Jesus said that uh, they persecuted me, they'll persecute you. Yeah, no servant is greater than his master. Amen. And so we're, we cannot expect to be given a free ride here. Brother, we and have we to have either to pick, up pick up the sword up and go into go combat, combat, or we're going to be overrun. And I will tell you... Um, see, this is so, the, see you, you just landed on the issue, okay? It's going to come right down to the thing none of us want to really deal with, but we've got to. And that is, are we willing to lay our lives down? for our brethren, for our Lord, are we? And that's the question you've just asked, I mean, you've implicitly just asked right then. We have to, people. We have no choice, because um, you can't just be complacent anymore and say, I'm going to bury my head in the sand. Uh, if I don't uh, speak up and I just mind my own business, maybe I'll be overlooked. No, they're coming to your door. Satan is going to try to take out each and every one of us, because he knows his time is short. The only hope that you and I have is to wake up right now and say, you know what, I'm going to go on the offensive. And I'm not going to be worried about what can happen. They may take my body, but be absent from the body is be present before the Lord if we don't deny Christ. Understand, they've got concentration camps here. Understand that most of you that are listening to this program, many of you are going to end up in the concentration camps because you're not awake. Well, they're going to, we're going to wind up there anyway. I mean, anyone who has any sense of decency... Any sense of morals, any, you know, who is still intact will be uh, a good candidate for the concentration camps. They went around to solve up. What they've been doing is they've been trying to prepare us uh, just like they took the, the Jews. They put them on the trains. They said, we're going to relocate you to where the work is at. Uh, take off your shoes. Uh, put your suitcases over here. Take off your clothes. We're going to give you a quick shower. And then they went to their death. Right. And that's what's happening with the TSA. Uh, people are dying out there being slaughtered, Jeff, because Christians have been led to believe that, hey, you know, Satan, we don't really need to give him too much attention. You know, uh, we don't have to worry about him. You know, I'm saved. Is, uh, yeah, I can't have a demon. I'm a Christian. Isn't that cute? The little demons and devils. No, it's not just cute. It's that he has authority and for now over this world and over every institution in it. In other words, Let's say you want to be a big honcho. Well, you have to sell out to Satan if it's if you're dealing with any of these institutions or guilds because they, he owns them all. If you want to be a pastor, you know what has to happen to you? You have to go to seminary, and each seminary is like a little gang, and you have to um, be vetted, meaning you have to be bowing down to whoever's in charge of you. And, That's right. You know, and that can and you know in order to get in the club. So that, and then they will appoint you to a church. But it's it's not about doing your studies. Degrees are something that was invented by the Illuminati. There, there's no need for people having letters after their name. That's right. <laughs> so Did, uh, did that, Paul go through seminary? No, he was trained on the backside of the desert in Saudi Arabia by the Holy Spirit. Right, now, right. Uh, no, no, people don't need that. But they see, this is a vetting process because you've got to play ball with their demon. And each church, each seminary, it has a head demon in charge of it. Oh, You've got to bow down to that. And the yes. people that are in charge of you, they're going to want like a sexual favor or some kind of blackmailable offense. So they got something on you so that when you they assign you to a church and then you have your church and your little family and your 2.5 kids and your little car and whatever else you have, they know that uh, they can make you do whatever they want because if if you step out of line, they have 
something on you that can just bring out and ruin your career. So since you don't want to have your career ruined, you want to be a nice country pastor, let's say, you'll do what you're told. No one will ever find out what you did to become pastor. Brother, it's just like um, absolutely the skull and crossbones, you know, Bush lay naked in the coffin, they get up and they uh, they masturbate towards each other and do other type of things and you know, and uh, that's there was one movie they showed them urinating on each other, which is really more, that's more their style, I think. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's true. Uh, someone recently sent me a list of the Satanic High Holidays. They said, you need to be on Red Alert, and I said, well, absolutely. And uh, I went and looked at them, and I looked at the description of each of them, and they all involved, um, um, they all involved sexual torture. Yeah. And basically, you know, um, victimization. And uh, you know, Satan wants to get us naked. He, yeah, I know he he wants us naked. He wants to, it's really about defiling. So yeah, the defilement. People, that was the word I was looking for. Pe- yes. People coming up in the satanic societies are basically, you know, going to have to do the thing they don't want to do. And you know, all these groups are, you know, involved in uh, I would call it omnisexuality. You know, you have to be bisexual, and then you have to. You know, at the same time, be able to have a household with your wife and kids. Well, that's what Lady Gaga is. She is the representation now of what we've come to. You've got a uh, androgynous person. Okay, they uh, she she clearly pushes all the boundaries ten times more than Madonna ever did. Yeah, and uh, a new a new it's chaos. She is everything to everybody. She's a chameleon woman, is I'll call her. But uh, back to your point, uh, yeah, the uh, that's what they're doing at the airports now through TSA. Uh, if you want to be a success in the mainstream church, you have to um, become part of their uh, their club. And if you yep. do that, you know they'll give you a Learjet. Uh, you may get airtime on TV. You'll have a big, successful church. But you've sold your soul to Satan. Yeah, and, you have um, to sell your soul to Satan. And and uh, gosh, you should hear that there's quite a few uh, people that I've met throughout uh, the ages there that had something to do with. Uh, you know, like the TBN crowd and all that, oh, yeah, and yeah. I've heard about these orgies, and it, it just, it, it, but no, I don't bat an eye, and I, no, I don't disbelieve it, because I understand what having a mansion in Newport Beach, and uh, oh, yeah. all that money flowing in, and uh, these guys are just like lying to the public, and um, well, you know, there's, uh, there's a common thread of homosexuality between Benny Hinn and uh, and Paul Crouch and all them. I actually had a they all they but it, the, that's the vetting. The homosexuality it may not be that they're gay, you know, meaning that that that's their lust or whatever. What it means is is that that's the vetting process. In other words, you vetting, have to. Yes, you, yes. You, 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 in other words, if you want to be in this club, you know, and I, I don't want to get too graphic here, but you know, you'll you'll do whatever. They have to do those rituals. You're right. If they do that, then uh, they're allowed in. If not, uh, they don't get into the inner elite. No, no, that's it. If you if you if you're not going to do that, then on top of that, they might come after you because now you know something that you shouldn't know. You know and that's you what know. they want to do to the populace at large in these last days. You're either going to sign up for it and ultimately take the mark of the beast, or we're going to lock you out for a time and period, and then we're going to declare you a terrorist and we're going to round you up and take your head off. Exactly. Well, this this vetting thing, this TSA, this sure showed up fast. And it sure is, there is a backlash going on, but I think they think they can weather the backlash. It looks to me like they're going to try to handle it. And um, it's it's just like trying to put communism on America, putting the TSA machines in. It's a dehumanization process. 
And uh, we'll have to just watch this because it's extremely poignant and it's 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 extreme in every in in every way, shape, and form. And yet there are people giving it a pass, like like making jokes of it, making light of it. And so this is nothing light. It's from a spiritual standpoint. This is like that next degree of turning up the the boiling water on the frog. You know, the next thing after this is what you know, public guillotines. You know. Brother, it's coming. And I, I'll tell you folks out there, um, it's sick. And if you're sick about it, too, um, what do you do about it? And so I've contemplated it. And, you know, we don't pick up a forty-five and go shoot the people. That's not the answer, people. What you need to do is understand that what is operating, you could understand every player in the conspiracy and all these secret societies, and you could even have their uh, their agenda ahead of time to know what their next move would be, and that won't make a difference. You've got to understand that uh, at the top of this command and control structure is Satan. He's got his principalities and powers. He's got his demons over churches, over cities, and you're dealing with demons. And so you can't fight them with physical weapons. Zeph, I'm of the uh, opinion that the uh, what we've got to do is we've got to engage in spiritual warfare and use what Jesus gave us, the keys, binding and loosing. You know, one man, one woman can make a difference, binding and loosing. If you could get enough people together to start praying, I mean... We started a program on Sunday nights. Dr. Pat Holliday's got a we got a thing called the School of Deliverance on Saturday night where we teach about spiritual warfare, but on Sunday night we do a thing called the uh, International School of Intercessory Prayer. And basically what we're doing is we're coming together for about an hour to two. We get people to agree and pray, and we started to pray over things like the recent G20 meeting. And isn't it interesting wow. that it all but collapsed? That's uh, great. There was a guy named Wynn Worley. Who him and his churches back in the uh, the eighties and nineties they were praying, and what they did is uh, they would get together and they'd bind up the uh, the demons and the strongmen and these high ranking officials, and they were doing a uh, deliverance session one day and this demon said, uh, "You blankety blank people, all you do is get up and bind and loose. You've set our plans of the Illuminati back by ten years." Now, I know God's going to ultimately do what He wants to do, and you know Revelation is going to be fulfilled, but. Uh, how do we know that we can't buy some more time to save a few more souls that are being scalped out there if yeah, we wouldn't scalped. come together and start uh, doing some we've, spiritual warfare, loosing we've, angels? We've got to do it, and I'm I'm called to, to uh, you know also join in the effort over Los Angeles. So Amen. that's Amen. my new project is going to be L.A. We talked about L.A., and, and that's one of the highest points of spiritual wickedness and powers in all oh, the man. world. And that's a power is, center over there, isn't it? It's a crossroads of every religion, every spiritual um, gimmick or, or movement always starts there. It's, uh, it's, so there are these various portals in L.A., you know. You've got, um, well, I know where they are because I grew up there, so I kind of know, like, in, there's one in Pasadena, there's Santa Monica Beach, there's uh, Griffith Park, and various other places. Wherever there's been a lot of bloodletting, wherever there's been... Um, you know, you know. For example, I know that on La Brea there, there was the uh, philosophical. Well, there's the philosophical research society, which was started by Manley P. Hall on on uh, Los Feliz Drive, across wow. from Griffith Park, and um, that needs to be handled. That place, that's a portal, and has a library in it of uh, original occultic manuscripts that you can't get anywhere else, and you have to be kind of uh, oh my goodness. Met- vetted there where you can go research those things. I mean, it's some pretty, yeah, unless you had access to the Vatican secret stash, it's one of those places almost like the, like a mini Vatican. 
Like that movie with uh, Johnny Depp, and he was going to look for that manuscript written by Satan himself. Yeah, that's the the Ninth Gate. Yeah, um, what, what a movie that was. Man, that'll blow your mind. Uh, that was amazing, and in the end, of course, you know, the the, the guy, the, the fool, thought he had all these powers. He pours gasoline all over himself, lights himself on fire, and guess what? He burns! He sure God, did. Uh... God is still in control. God, you know, he couldn't overcome God's physics. Amen, <laughs> and that's uh, the end of all these people. Even, you know, um, even uh, Aleister Crowley died uh, broke. Last words he ever wrote exactly. was, I hate myself sometimes. And um, You know, interesting in that movie, The Ninth Gate, you know who that girl was at the very end? Or who was running around through the whole movie as Satan? Yeah. That was um, uh, uh, Roman Polanski's wife. The same man oh, right. that, uh, yeah, that's his wife. The same one that uh, was involved with uh, Rosemary's Baby and uh, mm-hmm. Anton sure. LaVey. By the way, uh, after okay, Anton LaVey died... CLO Drive, that's right up off uh, in Beverly Hills there, another portal, right there. Are they still um, moving forward with that uh, Satanist church out there in California? Is it still pretty big? Which one, Scientology? Well, the one that, well, that's a big one. The one that Anton LaVey started? I, you know, I, don't, I don't know that much about Anton LaVey. I, I actually never took Anton LaVey that seriously. To me, he looked like a shill to deflect people to thinking that, oh, some nutcase over here is in the Satanism. It's not really a big thing. You know, they're kind of deflected away from the fact that it's, you know, all the elites are practicing it. You know, that's interesting you said that because uh, I saw an interview with him up on YouTube uh, in preparation for a Halloween show we did. And you know what? I looked at him and I could I had this sermon of spirit. He was almost crying inside. He just wanted to be loved and wanted someone to... Uh, to reach out to him, and of course he he took the wrong road. We know what happened to him, but uh, there's certainly people more hardcore and sinister than that guy. It's weird because there's a whole network. I mean, then then that brings to mind Laurel, Laurel Canyon and uh, all the uh, uh, you know the the, the the satanic musicians, and the, but they were all being handled and controlled by handlers, and then there was blood sacrifices going on every. It seemed everywhere that David Crosby went, for example original Crosby, Stills, and Nash guy. Everywhere he went, someone would end up dead, you know? And oh, man. Just, wow. It was wow. just a constant, you know, issue. And then there was another guy that did a lot of good research. Dave McGowan did a lot of good research on Laurel Canyon, just trying to connect the dots. And um, it's fascinating. His his stuff is online, too. You can see it there. But Amazing. It's fa- fascinating to... to it, it, now, the last time I was there... I took my dogs to the Laurel Canyon Dog Park, had a very pleasant time, got into a conversation with somebody there about uh, who knew John Travolta. And there's another, that's okay, opening up that whole Scientology thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she goes, well, well, I know John. He doesn't really believe in everything Scientology teaches. Um, I'm thinking to myself, he's flying around on airplanes. He's got, you know, unfortunately he had a, a child that was lost. Yes. yes. He, they're having another child. His, his wife is Kelly Preston and there's all kinds of other stories about Travolta and others, but here's my feeling of when I think of Travolta right now, I just see fragments. I don't think any of us knows what who Travolta is. I don't. I don't think it's it's just fragments. In other words, uh, and I look at uh, Tom Cruise, another one out of Scientology. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. We don't know who he is either. He's a poster boy for it. But but and I like uh, his movies. It's just sad what he got into. Yeah, and but what's what? What is all that Scientology? And and it's 
to me, Scientology is like, you know how the unions are used to back up all the communists. They go around like bully thugs. Well, the Scientology people, that organization, seems to me to be kind of like the intelligence, eyes and ears, and police to cover up any of the Satanist stuff. And they're also premier gang stalkers. In other words, when you get them on your case, they, they, they will, you know... They're they're oh, on yeah, you. They, they mean business, don't they? Uh, they mean business, and they and they're. Well, we went there. Now I went to last time I was in L.A. I went to the Celebrity Center, which is that's their big center where all the celebrity. You know, that's the uh, on Franklin Avenue in Hollywood. That's the uh, elite center for the Scientology. And I went up and I I started playing. You know, doing faces into their camera. Okay, they have a camera outside the <laughs> gate, and I was looking over the gate too, taking pictures of, you know, people in there having lunch and stuff. So I was really being bad. Okay, <laughs> and and, uh, and then the camera—it was so amazing. The camera they had out there, like I'd go one way, it went that way. I'd go the other way, it went that. It would just flip around on a dime, following me everywhere I went. Every movement I made, the camera would follow me. Then came these little Nazis on these little Stingray bikes after me. Uh-oh. And asking me all these questions of what I was doing there, what I wanted. Wow. You know, they they had all their, their forces, their, mili- their militarized. Man, you went into ground zero, didn't you? Well, that's ground zero. That's a huge problem. Now, Franklin Avenue, again, you know, is was one of the, the main avenues of old Hollywood. You know, to me, see, I, I look at everything in the spirit. When I, you know, more and more, my life isn't about the surface reality. Because I realize if I live on the surface reality, I'm gonna my life will be wasted. If I live in the real reality, though, I could be thrown in a nut house. But then again, I've you know what else is new? You know what I mean? So, well, God open your eyes for this time, Zeph, so you could expose but the underbelly at, of what's going on out there. When I look at Franklin Avenue, I see like rivers of blood. You know, so that if I were just a visual artist, I could I could paint all this. I could show them my vi- the visions of horror. I, everything I see in L.A. like these visions of horror. But there's these other angels, these these um, great you know warring god angels that um, are there to to help the few people that are trying to wrangle L.A. L.A. may actually be wrangled into submission one day. It may be, you know, an actual city of angels in the end. You, we don't know. I don't There's know. There's a couple that are waking up, you know, uh, Stephen Baldwin. Uh, we had Denise Matthews. Yeah, I like him. Formerly known as Vanity <laughs> on a, last week. Um, what a price she had to pay. God have mercy, but she's awake. Uh, we hope that more will. It, there's a lot to do there. I mean, it's, it's the center of Hollywood, you know, and, and there's just something I, I, with me, it's like if I go into place, I'm very atmospheric, you know, I'm very sensitive to the atmospheres around me. Yes. Like a sensitive, but I'm on this side, you know, I'm not like a medium, but I have a, I guess, very heightened awareness because I had to survive when I was a child. And so well, you've I got guess the spirit I, of discernment, and you're able to see these things for what they are and what's going on. I mean, on the surface, someone may have seen these uh, guys riding around on a stingray bike, and uh, they've got no ideas that uh, they were demonized. Maybe that those driving the bikes didn't even know it themselves, but they've already been taken over and they've been triggered. Well, they're very clean cut and very orderly, you know. And uh, the thing is, is that I got curses thrown on me after that, and then for like the next two weeks, I was down. You know, so I went to the Celebrity Center once to, to, what I did is I went to bind the evil, 
you know, pretty standard stuff. And I eventually stood across the street in front of like a flower, there's like a flower shop or a liquor store or something across the street. And they had the guys on the stingray just sitting over there staring at me and I'm staring at them. And they took my license number on my truck, you know. And um, anyway, it went badly after that. I, I, I was saying to my wife, you know, of course, you know they've thrown stuff on us. Oh, listen, you know, curses are very real, aren't they? You know that, that you know, and that's that's why things went south. And it, 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 it was very difficult for me going to Los Angeles, you know, having this responsibility. And I see there's other people out there doing it, too. I've seen a couple of guys that are... Um, praying to close up portals, at, at, particularly at Santa Monica Beach, and they had they had made a parallel with something involving that uh, missile and yes. search for warfare and an invasion of Los Angeles coming in from the sea. Talking about sea spirits, which uh, you have Dr. Pat on. Oh, yeah. She, oh, she yeah. and Bishop yeah. Kenko talked about these sea spirits. Well, oh yeah, that's off true. The coast of California, there's a tremendous. Uh, uh, something underneath the sea there and uh, and I'll I'll share this with the audience this is something that I'm going to be getting into more and more and that is when I was there I was also aware and this is going to make me sound nuts but here I go um, that there was a network of um, you know lizard beings that live underneath the city that children are fed to to these beings Wow! Wow. and um, they're snatched and then um, they're taken underground for very, you know, they live underneath Los Angeles, and it's also multidimensional too. But I mean, it's there. It sounds like it should. <laughs> I don't know how that you can shut these things up, but there's a there's an underground network. Okay, put it that way. Literally underground, literally under the city. Zeph, I, I believe it's it's. Uh, there's no no doubt about it. All these kids that were on the milk cartons, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that were snatched every years. Uh, they are used in uh, ritual sacrifice. Yep. Uh, it goes it goes on under the ground. Um, it's undeniable that this yeah, stuff no, is going on. And that this whole UFO thing is underneath the sea there, uh, off Santa Monica coast, and also underneath certain places. And, you know, I'm surprised that people that ride the metro rail out there, if they've seen anything, and I'm now feeling like I should ride the metro rail a little bit. You know, and it's interesting you said that. Uh, I was reading, uh, I saw an article the other day about the masses of people that live in, underground in the sewers in Las Vegas. Yeah, 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 I've seen I mean, that they, article too. They went down and, and literally they've got apartments down there. Uh, they've got nowhere else to go. And of course, they have to be careful they don't get flooded. There's rain, but uh, uh, no, this stuff is going on. There, I believe uh, what Dr. Pat said was true. There's a city under the sea. You know, the Bible talks about the things that come up from the deep. yeah. Uh, the no, dead things no, under the she, water. She's, yeah, she's been very accurate on that, and um, I have come to see it now myself, literally, and and because God wants us to do something about it. In other words, the Lord is telling me now, and, and everybody here ought to just be inspired because the Lord is telling me that we have the power to do something. Amen. Amen. We don't have to sit back passively and just say, oh, look at all these powers and look at all these principalities and look at this lizards living under L.A. eating children. Wow, you know, gee, isn't that something? Maybe we ought to write write it up in a conspiracy magazine. No, that's not what we're called here for. We're called to deal with that. We've got to do spiritual warfare. If it's lizard beings, then that means they're interdimensional. 
you know, either either hybrids, offspring of the fallen angels, Nephilim, something like that. Okay, fine. If they're living in these catacombs underneath, uh, if there's if, if there's indeed some sort of ant farm underneath L.A., then we need to be sealing that up. Through, they did it uh, in Genesis six, uh, folks. They did it then. They, they'll do it again, as it was in the days of Noah. Um, that was Satan's plan to corrupt uh, the species so Jesus could never come. And when Noah was saved right, with the, with the right. seven people, there was only eight of them. Uh, it was because uh, they were the only ones that had not been genetically modified by these fallen angels mating with women, trying to destroy the the bloodline. And so, you know, Zeph is um, sounding the alarm. He's doing spiritual warfare over California. Wherever you're at in the world right now, you need to be doing the same thing for your city. You need to be interceding. You know, people ask, what can I do? I'll tell you what I do, what I learned to do from people like Dr. Pat and others. I get up in the morning and I say, I I cover myself with the blood of Jesus. I apply the blood of Jesus to my my family, to my apartment, to my car. And then uh, you mentioned curses. Curses are very real, folks. I mean, they have power. And uh, the greatest coup that ever Satan ever pulled on man was to convince him he didn't exist. But on the church, Zeph, it's that a Christian can't have a demon or come under a curse. Yeah, the greatest uh, deception that's ever happened is that you know our uh, our our that we don't have power in Jesus to 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 over all the enemy. That somehow you know to get people not to pray, to get people to not use the. See, Satan can't take the powers away. He can convince us it's no big deal. Brother, and we it, live under our beneath our privileges. We don't even have any concept because it's not taught. We've been lied to. We've been told that there's no power for today. We have right. no concept of really uh, the authority we have over Satan. And if, if he can keep people bound up and blinded to that fact, then he's got them under his control. But, folks, you've got to break out of that. You've got to wake up like Zeph and I are talking about today, and you've got to take authority over these and launch an attack against them. And what I do is uh, I do this a couple times because I know I'm coming under, under uh, curses, Zeph, uh, just doing these programs, as I know you are. And you, you've been doing this a lot longer than me, brother. You've been sounding the alarm for many years. Um, well, and you I need to pray for that, folks. I, I, I started out as a victim, complete broken person. <laughs> and I went onto the Internet because God told me to. You know, I mean, I'd woken up in Christ, and I, I was battling the Satanists, and I didn't know who I was at that moment. You know, I didn't know what I'd been through. And uh, all I knew was, was that. So part of my survival was to go online and to do broadcasts. It started off as a, actually a blog, as like a like a prophetic blog. I'd predict something and it would happen, and then more people would, you know, I said that was God gave me that vision, and then more people would read because, you know, because uh, it, it is something if you predict something that God tells you is going to happen, it happens, and you were on record with it. Oh, yeah, uh, it's yeah. am- amazing what that will do to your readership. So a lot of people, at one point, I think, it was measured. I had like fifty thousand hits in a day. Wow! You know, and it was like that for a while, and then then I kind of drifted from the um, the writing more into broadcasting. So a little bit different than you know. I mean, I couldn't keep that up. You know, God wasn't going to give me one one revelation a day to put out there. You know what I mean? It was just it was just like something to get me started. I think. Well, you know, on it. you had a dream even recently. I was listening to one of your recent programs. Um, the Lord showed you a vision of a uh, nuclear holocaust here, didn't he? On one of the recent programs, I, I, I think it I was, did uh, talk about nukes. I, it was a little, I can't remember. Probably a 20-minute program, but um, it was right after uh, oh, the all nuke this vision. broke. Yeah, the nuke vision. Yeah, well, what it was, the nuke vision I had has to do with uh, 
there were three words given, and one was uh, like, you know, uh, Edinburgh, and then in North Dakota, and Montana, and then something wrong with the missiles, that something was holding them back, they couldn't fire. You know, and then um, a friend of mine from North Dakota told me that there was a town there where there used to be covered with silos called Edinburgh, which was wow. the, the part of the state uh, near the um, border of, uh, is it Wisconsin or, I'm not sure, that North Dakota. Is, uh, uh, North Dakota, Wyoming, Cheyenne well, complex yeah, over there and so, there so forth. forth. Well, yeah, but north of there, but this was very close to the Canadian border. Okay. okay. Montana and Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota, Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's Minnesota on the on the on the uh, east side, and uh, to the north is Canada, and there's Edinburgh, and it had to do with these missiles. Well, then I found an article uh, that was published last month that talked about the Obama administration losing control of 50 nukes up in north up in North Dakota, where they couldn't fire. You know, they 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 were offline. And you know some controversy was it was in the it was published in the Scotsman. Oddly enough, uh, the Scotsman is located in Edinburgh, Scotland. Wow! <laughs> so you know, I started following this thread, and I'm like, well, what what are you showing me here, Lord? It it it, it literally like hands holding the missiles so they couldn't fire. Did that mean we were going to have a nuclear holocaust and something held it back? I don't know. I actually don't know. I, that's why it was only a 20-minute. I don't know. I just, But, you know, I was shown that, and then there was some substantiating evidence as to what I was seeing. And I have not speculated yet on what it means, because I don't know. I, I don't want to just, I, if I could speculate and say, okay, here's my own thoughts, separate from me as, a, you know, getting any inspiration from the Spirit, I'll just say this. It looks as if uh, our nukes are not in our control. They're under some kind of supernatural control, but not aliens, because there really are no aliens. So, you know, whatever there is there, it's these are, you know, it's it's not the aliens know, are demons, folks. Are, right? Okay, they'll masquerade yeah, as anything they want, but they don't need ships to hang around the silos no. to stop them from shooting. You no, know, something's holding it back. So I did see that, and then you know, you know, we'll let people out there say whatever. Or you know maybe someone else has some some kind of you know word or something regarding this, but I find it also interesting that Obama is just was just on the verge of signing the Start Two Treaty. Interesting, which, yes. Which would dismantle fifty percent of the United States nuclear uh, oh, arsenal, man. and he would just basically hand us over, you know. To rather uh, then they can walk right to the border and they don't even have to fire a shot. That's what they want to do to us. To us. Right, uh, well, red, anyway, red so, dawn invasion. So all this is kind of happening, and then there's the other uh, nuclear information that we have from. I'm sorry about that, and that is um, that uh, that we would absorb a first strike. Oh yeah, that's what he said. He wants to do. And Russia is really ramping up. So I do get, and then I speculated that on a nuclear holocaust, and I did see, you know. Uh, uh, a world in the United States where the Chinese were running the factories, and then eventually, you know, there were there weren't Ameri- the Americans were whoever was here was mainly Chinese. Brother, did not, you see the? Um, you remember the series that was out a few years ago called Jericho? Jericho, I, it was great. Well, man, it was great. I, why they uh, 
didn't go the next season. Man, I was angry. Oh, I, I know why. <laughs> because it was just too too close. Why do you think they also ended twenty four? Uh, you know, even though that was uh, uh, kind of kind of political. But the point was, um, those kind of shows, Jericho and twenty four to a lesser extent, but Jericho is way more prophetic. Um, those kind of shows and that kind of information, they're not putting out anymore. No one is. And you know, my point with the Jericho was, if you watched it, people. You notice um, when they had the signal coming over the TV, it was the it was the Red Chinese. Um, now, uh, Red Dawn, the, the movie that I loved so much back in '85 with Charlie Sheen. Yeah, I just saw hit. that uh, last week. We went, we rented it uh, to to watch it. Some, you know, and it was just it was haunting. You know, they remade it, and it's in the can now. Now, whether or not they'll release it in time, I don't know. But uh, you know who the uh, the enemy is this time. Once again, you got the Chinese that yep. have invaded. And then, uh, you know, two weeks ago, we have a Chinese sub that surfaced off the coast of California and shot an ICBM. Now, folks, if they had had a nuclear-tipped warhead on that and it had detonated in a high-altitude burst over California, they would be in the Stone Age right now. It would have fried everything with an EMP burst. And, you know, there's been prophecies, Elf, you know, Henry Groover, Jonathan Hansen, and World Ministries, they've seen nuclear, biological, chemical attack on this country. Red Dawn invasion is coming. And... um Folks, the time to act is now. It's not well, whether it's whether it's Russia anymore. or China. I mean, you know, in, in Red Dawn, it was Russia via yep, these yep. Cuba, the, Cuba. the communist uh, Cubans, but uh, and also with Russians in attendance. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, or yeah. it's the the, the the communist Chinese. It doesn't matter. It's all the same force. It's all the same. Know? It'll be Russians and Chinese and. and uh, you know, Mexico, Cuba, Nicaragua. You know, it comes up to the southern border. I mean, right, right. There will be an amalgamation. Yeah, they're already energized, and they're energizing all those people to uh, to get ready for it. And um, you know, it's basically coming at us from all all sides. Uh, Satan cannot stand. You know what the United States had that was great. There was a freedom here, a freedom. There was a light here that that you know. And now they're just frothing at the mouth to get rid of it because they don't want people free to worship anywhere in the world. They don't want people, um, you know, to uplift uh, Judeo-Christian or the Bible, you know, anywhere in the world. It's to stomp that out. They don't mind if it's Buddha or, you know, Krishna or any of these other deities or, or, uh, you know, Zoroastrianism or whatever. But it's this Bible, and, and, you know, I I, I have to say, you know, a lot of the, you know, really... uh, educated people. So it's just a Bible. It's just like the Quran or it's just like the Vedas or just like, it's like, no, it's not. No, no. God wrote this. It's the only prophetic book there is in the world. It's Amen. the only book that actually has fulfilled prophecy in it as a proof, as a starter for you, but then it makes other prophecies. There's, I have no doubt that all these prophecies will be fulfilled because I've already seen a good number of them fulfilled. Absolutely. Absolutely. So why wouldn't I see the rest fulfilled? So I already have I have confidence in the Bible because of fulfilled prophecy already fulfilled. And that's what it says. Not one jit nor one one jot or one tittle shall in any wise pass from law to all these things be fulfilled. Uh, you know what? It's an attack against uh, Christians, the Jews. You know, Satan, same common denominator throughout all history. He hates our guts. And for those of you who are anti-Semites, you need to repent. You either bless uh. Israel or he's, God's going to curse you. Genesis twelve three. Yay! I can't believe it. I had no idea how you felt about it. Oh, are you all kidding that. me? I'm a I'm a I'm pro Israel. I've been to Israel twice. 
Uh, I have seen the uh, the Arab mosque over there, and you got people saying, "Well, uh, the Palestinians are being persecuted." Folks, let me tell you what happens when you bless the Palestinians. They'll put a mosque up in your town, and you know who they're worshiping? They're worshiping a demon moon god. His name is Allah. Okay. And they need to go back to their Arab uh, brothers. Leave Israel alone. That's God's No, here's what they God's need to do. They need to, re- they need to accept Jesus Christ as Lord Amen. and Savior. That Absolutely. would solve the, mu- the, the Muslim problem. <laughs> Absolutely. That's there would be no Muslim problem then, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Look, Islam is a, um, a false, uh, you know, it's basically a, a, you know, a, a nice set of false teeth. But it's it's the darling of of the com- the communists are using Islam as their hammer to go forth and uh, get their way, and then they intend that is the communist Satanists intend to kill the Islamics after they get the Islamics to kill the Jews and the Christians. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's very it. simple. It's it's just as clear as day what the plan right. is. Right. They want to pit and, the two against was, each other. And this goes uh, along with Alistair Crowe. Uh, I'm sorry, with. Um, Albert Pike yes. basically talked about um, this force. They call it the he called it the destroyer. He's talking about Islam, which would be the destroying force. And then once once the uh, the Christians, the Jews, and all the constitutionalists and all the kind of you know moral people, you know godly inspired people are gone, then they're going to get rid of the Muslims. That's what Pike is saying in that letter, talking about three world wars yes. and so forth. And then after they get rid of the Muslims, then they will have their utopia on earth. That's the way they think it will go. Brother, that's what they want to do. They'll, they'll pit one against the other until they can get down to 500 million people worldwide. That means they've got to kill 5.5 billion of us. Right. So right here we have a battle. I mean, if not for no other reason, just a battle uh, in gross terms uh, uh, against human flesh. And, you know, to pervert it, to kill it, to twist it, to, to hybridize it. It's another big thing going on right now. There's yep. this whole, all this hybridizing going on because the whole point is to get rid of the genome that God made. You can, if That's you right. can per- pervert his creation, pervert the, 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 the crops, pervert the earth, pervert the atmosphere, uh, pervert, you know, to, 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 a lot of the uh, chemtrail spraying is to alter us genetically, to change God. It doesn't really matter why they're doing it. If they want to change the genome. And, and force God's hand into this confrontation, which they will lose. But then, the, then their attitude is, well, if if I'm going to lose, I'm going to take everybody with me, so God won't have any. God have mercy. I mean, you know that's their attitude. Yeah. They, they'll they'll have a scorched if they can't get their way there. They'd rather just kill every last human being on earth. Absolutely, they have no regard for human life. It's their way and, or the highway. No, it's true. It's like Doctor Strange's love. <laughs> You're a commie. <laughs> Has no regard for human life, not even his own. <laughs> yeah, and, and so that's the that's but that's true. It's a true statement, and they've tried everything they can, and um, they keep failing. Here's and here's the good news: all their plans, they wanted them all done decades ago. They haven't gotten it done. You know that thousand points of light that George H. W. Bush talked about. Oh yeah, uh, never happened. Sure didn't. Nothing. Nothing is happening. According to that, you know, their the time, time frame he wanted. Well, now they got 2012. That's the big thing they're going for. They want to get this. So that's where you're seeing the TSA things showing up and other things. They're going to try to really wrangle it all in by 2012. But without without the attendant supernatural powers from the air, like the UFOs and all that, to convince people, 
uh, oh, our space brothers are here to save us. Without that, that's what they really need to bring it all together, and that's what I believe we're going to see by 2012. We're going to see the advent of uh, the space bro thing, and uh, that would, you know, they also have to, to give birth to the Antichrist. The Antichrist has to come forth, who would also be kind of a liaison between heaven and earth. He's, he's going to be the one, I mean, there's lots of Antichrist now. I mean, you, you think know. he's walking the globe right now? Well, he has to be this being that's almost going you know, to, you know how like, you know, in a rock concert, you know, the, the, it got to the point of like a circus where they would fly in, you know, to the stage from the air. Yeah. He's almost going to have to come in from the air with all kinds of signs and wonders, you know, and he's going to have to speak blasphemies against the Most High, and he's going to have to uh, convince the world to love him totally. But he's going to have to have total command of the uh, spaceships of that technology. He's going to have to, it, and also, you know, someone that could defy physics. In other words, he can be, have a mortal wound and then survive it, you know. Well, we man, I, we I think that's why that we've got to keep uh, binding and loosing and breaking curses um, and uh, keep doing spiritual warfare. This is not a time to sit on the sidelines anymore, folks. You've got to get in it or you're going to fall away with the rest. Yeah, what happens is you be not become complacent. A Christian will become very depressed and self-destructive if they don't do. It's either you do become active and do something, meaning pray, meaning you know start yeah. reading between the lines. Like okay, you go into a restaurant, you see something's happening there. Why did you actually go to that restaurant? Because there was an opportunity for you to pray over something going on there. So you you like Gideon's army. You're keeping your eyes on the perimeter. You're keeping your eyes on what's going on. There's a reason for every place you go. Everyone you meet, everything you run into, what job you have, where you go to work, all that stuff, there's a reason for it. And we Amen. need to find out what that reason is and then start acting upon those reasons. Because if you don't, then God will go, just go to somebody else. Oh, absolutely. He, he will get his will done. And Folks, you've got to get up and cover yourself in the blood of Jesus. You've got to break curses. Uh, how do you do that? Well, I'll break some right now. I pray just like this. I say, Father God, in Jesus' name. I break all hexes, vexes, curses, and spells, any voodoo, hoodoo, sin against me, Zeph, and any of the believers out there right now, and I command it to come off of us right now and go back to the demon that sent it sevenfold. Amen. And then I'll say, I bind all witchcraft attacks, all demons that have been sent against me and Zeph and any believer out there right now, I bind them off of us, and I command them to go back to the demon that sent it sevenfold in Jesus Christ's name. Amen, amen. And you need to do that every day, folks. You need to get in the Word of God. You need to pray. You need to tune into these programs. Uh, Zeph, give out your websites again. Okay, my website. Uh, well, the, the mainly podcasting, and then I, okay, let me do this. Zedja, Z-E-D-J-A-H, dot podomatic dot com, dot com. Those two places, they can get to everything else. And I want to ask you before you go, uh, man, this has been one of the most interesting shows we've done. I've got people in the chat room, they love this. We've got to have you back on a regular basis, man. This has been awesome. Uh, again, you're one of the most articulate guests I've inter inter ever interviewed. Uh, you've got so much knowledge. And God has placed you here for this hour. Tell me a little bit about your music. Um, uh, what right. do you play? What instruments? Well, I play uh, keyboard, obviously. Keyboards, I play bass and uh, guitar and drums. And I actually made a living for a while as a drummer. Wow. It, it, so cool. I, I'm 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 uh, qualified, if you will, performance-wise on drums and percussion, and uh, it, then eventually I became a music producer in that I have a studio where I go in and I play all the instruments. <laughs> Man, that's cool. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, what kind of keyboard do you use? 
I use several keyboards. I use a uh, like a micro Korg is my favorite right now. It's kind of like a keytar. I also I also uh, sample guitar on it, so I will play guitar licks on the keyboard, which will sound to you out there like I'm really shredding a guitar. Um, I'm not shredding it. It's because I have chops on the keyboard, so I'm playing the keyboard to make it sound like I'm a monster guitar oh, player. Oh man, I, I thought you had a uh, I know. an Ibanez the other day, and you were. You're playing. That sounded cool. Uh, that actually, what you heard there um, on that was not a guitar. Um, it was a synthesizer in a program called Reason, which is one of the greatest music producing uh, programs there is. It's a synthesizer, a software synthesizer that I put through a, a Line 6 fuzz box, and it turns wow. it into this monster guitar. It's bizarre. It's, in other words, I'm doing everything wrong. I'm not doing anything that's supposed to give me a guitar sound at all. And I just stumbled upon that sound. Now it's becoming my signature sound. So um, anyway, yeah, so I produce music. But for me, music is, is spiritual warfare, okay? So music is war. And um, and but I also will do more videos now. I'm trying to get back into my percussion, like I'm doing hand drums now, which is bongos and congas. I'm looking for a conga, medium size, to take with me to L.A. because we live in New Mexico, another place that needs a lot of help. <laughs> but Have anyway. you ever been out to uh, Dulce, by the way? Yes, we passed that. That's one of the most beautiful places. Uh, that area of uh, the, the northern New Mexico and southern Colorado there up on the Highway 84, so beautiful. Someone yeah, I, told me, and I've never I've been never there been to check it out, but they said yeah. uh, there's like one way in and you go through and it's a very quick little town, but they said they've got a huge uh, under ba- underground base over there probably. Well, in that area, um, you know, that doesn't surprise me because there's a lot of cattle around there. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of ranches in that area. Um, but it's it's really it's it's just about 20 miles from a, um, a New Mexican town called Chama, which is charming, you know, Chama. And uh, there's like a river there. And then you cut off from there and, go, and you go about 20 miles down this two-lane highway. And then you run into Dulce, which is like a gas station, a couple of buildings. Yeah. Uh, but it's the Mesa, Archuleta Mesa, up above there, where people have reported lots of weird stuff. But actually, all of New Mexico is filled with all kinds of you know, witchcraft and UFOs and high technology and nuclear stuff and then genetic engineering is going on at Los Alamos right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so they're making hybrids, you know. So, in other words, they're making hybrids and trying to keep them out of the public eye until they can figure out the legal framework to give these these hybrids that they produce rights so they have legal rights. So that's Oh, man, I've got no (laughs) doubt about it. Uh, Many of you all probably saw the movie Splice. Oh, if you want to know what Genesis 6 was about, go see that movie. It's disturbing. Yeah, I I did a review of Splice on my blog. I sometimes do movie reviews. See, you and I have that in common, Shannon. We're both uh, kind of movie buffs. Well, we might have to be the new Siskel and Ebert. Uh, Did I ever tell you what my rating system is? No. I've got a rating system me and my brother designed. It's one through five. One is don't see under any circumstance. Two is wait for DVD. Three is very good, four is excellent, and five you reserve for special movies. See, the problem I have with uh, the movie theaters is they don't give you the... I'm a sound man, you know. They don't give you the sound. They, they're, they, you know, in these cineplexes, they keep the sound down so they don't disturb the next theater over. Yeah, they're not yeah. putting good enough insulation. So I usually, because I have my own sound system here, so I want to play it through that so I can hear all, everything. To me, the movie is three-quarter sound and one-quarter image. The sound is really crucial for me, you know. That's being, true. 
so I need the good sound and um you know I've I, I just wasted more money going to see a movie in a theater, and then, and I said I'm going to have to wait for DVD now, because uh, I'm not sure I got the experience of that movie. And and you know, a lot of the movies in the theater you're taking a chance on. You go in there and you don't know what they're going to do to you. But I did have oh, the pleasure. Yeah. That's true. Sit, one of my favorite movies I've seen lately is called The Book of Eli. Oh yeah, uh, great movie. And I went. I saw the theater, but when I finally got it on DVD, I got it on Blu-ray DVD. When I finally played it at home. It was so much better with that with that sound, and then the uh, the tra- the uh, score by Atticus Ross, a guy named Atticus Ross was the guy that did the score. It has a sensational theme song for the Book of Eli, which I then, uh, with my music, I was able to sample that that crucial part that made it was just a you could feel it in your heart, you know, it almost brings you to tears, and um, so I sampled it and built a whole new track around it called Eli Musing. So that's there. All all my tracks you can download. You know, you know some are pretty radical and pretty crazy. Where do people you, go to get your music? You can go to uh reverbnation.com forward slash Zedja. Zedja, which is like Zephy Daniel Ja, you know. It's just like whatever. It's 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 a made up name. But anyway, Zedja, Z E D J A H and you can download everything there is a free download. Oh, cool. Uh, we got so a I make here. no money. I, yeah, I just I decided not to sell anything, but just to produce tracks for people for free, and I just give it all away. Now, I have no idea question. Feel I do that. Uh, you've been out there on the front lines, uh, doing a lot of programs and trying to get people to be aware. If they would like to uh, support your ministry, how can they do that? If you go to the Podomatic site, um, zedja.podomatic.com, they can, they, you know, there's, or the blog site, or one of them, there's like an address. They, they can, they could, uh, you can also write to me in snail mail by sending anything you want, uh, except um, don't don't send dirty underwear, please. But no, <laughs> no to uh, 5 Bisbee Court 109, that's 5 Bisbee, B I S B W E Court 109, Box 16. Satan Fay, New Mexico, eight seven five oh eight. And uh anyway, there's I think that address is on the blog. I'm not very good at that part of it, but there's also a PayPal thing if you want to give to the ministry and, and whatnot. And all the money that we get, virtually all of it, 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 it save for people that we know that are hurting that are like can't pay their rent or they're broke, things like that. We have like emergency fund for them, you know. But everything that comes in gets thrown at the bandwidth because we live out in the middle of nowhere, sort of, you know, in the country. We had to import our own T1 line in here. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. We had to have Quest build it. They had to dig the whole line in. So that's like, you know, it costs us like 500 bucks a month to have oh, yeah, hook up. Yeah. So that, it literally all goes to that. You know, there's really nothing extra. So that's But you've got to have it to do the programs. That's the only way when you live out in the boonies. And I need so, uh, gasoline. I, the ministry needs, I need gas to get out to California, you know. That's, <laughs> the gas prices are going up. But when I get there, um, hopefully I'll have my traveling conga with me. And I, 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 even if I look like a completely insane person, I'm going to get on Hollywood Boulevard, maybe I should put a hat down there so people <laughs> think I'm passing the hat. I'm not going to be passing the hat. When I, if I'm playing my conga down on, uh, down on Hollywood Boulevard, it's for another reason. <laughs> Okay, but I intend to travel with that car. I don't care how crazy this sounds. You're doing spiritual warfare with music. Have you ever used a Moog? Moog, I have a... I have a uh, How do you pronounce it, Moog? Synth- yeah, Moog synthesizer. 
Moog, yeah, I uh, I love the Moog. Is that a forerunner of the modern synthesizers today, like the Korg, or is it a different unit altogether? Yeah, the Korg is just like a Moog emulator, you know. I mean, the, the Moog, they still make a little fatty Moog called Little Fatty, and they make a Voyager Moog. Uh, but, you know, when I was in a band, in, in the 70s I was in bands, I played drums and we traveled around. The lead guitar player, we covered like some Genesis, remember Genesis? Oh, yeah. Well, we covered some of their stuff, but they used these bass pedals. They're Moog bass pedals. And they would give you the same deep bass, I mean, really deep tones that would shake the house, you know, shake the, the hall, shake the... And and uh, he had a set of those. Wow, that he, wow. So that would, on stage, he'd play guitar, but then he would play these bass pedals. And uh, that was an amazing sound that we got. No, those were, that was... Uh, my exposure to the first moment, we didn't have a synth in the band, but we had that. And uh, that was quite a thing for back in the 70s. You know? oh, <laughs> that was pretty sophisticated. And uh, But it would give the... Uh, uh, bass can really do amazing things for sound, and bass is a whole technology unto itself. So you, could, you literally play all the parts and uh, compose this music yourself. Do you use yeah, uh, PC and, and, or do you use Mac? I I I can't stand Mac. God, forgive me, people. I I really just hate that Apple symbol. <laughs> I can't take it. I know it's elegant and beautiful, and like everyone I knew, like that worked in the movie business, and you know, mixed I can't figure out how to use it. I'll be honest with you. Plus, the the font is I just can't get used to over yeah, there. Yeah, I I use uh, basically I do everything on two. I have two laptops. And I, I I wanted to get the studio down to a laptop. It's a powerful, like an i7 processor, and oh wow, yes, eight eight gigs of you know it's the the you know I had to have the good processor, you know, and all that. But I mean, basically, I wanted to run it on laptops so the studio would be portable. So my studio is Hab Studio will travel. I put it all in one big bag and I throw it in the back of the truck and off I go with the studio so that I can do shows or music wherever. Let me tell you something. something. Your quality is so good. I mean, I've heard. I've heard the broadcast. Uh, you've got a reputation for having some of the best, uh, like 128-bit CD quality. How are you doing it? Do you do it with Skype or use a professional microphone hooked into your laptop? I'm All I'm using is a little audio interface by Ederall, which is now owned by Cakewalk, and it was just a USB interface. And uh, I, I use a mixer when I'm on the road. When I'm on the road, I have a mini mixer. In the studio here, in the place we live, I have a studio with a bigger mixer and, you know, my instruments all around and amplifiers and wires everywhere and all that. But then when I'm on the road, I have a little mini mixer I use, and that gets plugged into the audio interface, and that gets plugged into the USB port of the computer. And uh, into the mixer, I will plug the synthesizer in and the the mics in that. Oh, cool. It's a basic setup that you go to any music store, anyone that wants to broadcast, you go to any music store, tell them you want to do podcasting, they will set you up. Man, and by the way, I wanted to encourage you to get on the Blog Talk Network as well. You're on Podomatic. If you get on Blog Talk, you'll have even uh, double the audience that you have now. You've got a large audience. Um, you've got a great program, Zeph. Listen, I appreciate you staying on in overtime today. I'd love to have you back on real soon. You're okay, welcome here well, anytime. it was a pleasure. I, I thought I was going to be tired after an hour because, you, you know, there's no <laughs> commercials on this show. You know what I mean? You don't have, you're not really having, like, oh, we're not man, having man. a com- commercial break. We just take uh, a little forgive break. Forgive me. I, I run people like racehorses, and next thing I know, three hours have went by, and our eyeballs are floating because we didn't take a bathroom break. <laughs> no, no, this was led by the spirit. This was all, the, the, I'm telling you, you, you whatever, you're, you, 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 I'll just give you, a, like, a little word over you here. 
this is what God wants you to do. This you're you're meant to do this, and this is what you'll do. And it, he, the way is open. The path will be successful, and you will go. You know, to to the wall, whatever that means. With this, you you know, this is it. You won't stray from this. You found your spot. He Man, I'm feeling chills right now. I received that. Yeah, no, it's going to go to the end. I mean, I'm I'm really uh, impressed with your uh, broadcast. You know, your talk show host, your abilities here. You know, these are God-given natural abilities. But you just this is your medium, and I predict that you will you know go far. So well, praise the Lord. I, I appreciate that word, brother. We, we, uh, still need, we, we need like the Xerox about fifty thousand of you right now. Oh man, well look, <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just trying to. Uh, Get my feet wet and try to do something for the Lord. I know time is short. Uh, folks, you've been listening to Zeph Daniels, and if you missed the Zeph Daniel, excuse me, if you've missed the beginning of this show, it'll be available on um, podcast here in about fifteen minutes. Zeph, give out your uh, contact information one more time, please. One more time. Okay, it's uh, zedjaw.podomatic.com, zedjaw.blogspot.com, reverbnation.com forward slash zedjaw. Seth, before you go, would you uh, have a prayer for those listening in live right now? Father, we just uh, come before you and, and with gratitude that you brought us to this point of clarity, that you brought many souls out there into a point of clarity, and that finally the understanding and awakening. Lord, I just pray for the protection of those who are awakening now, those who are finding their purpose, those who are finding the purpose you have for their lives, that I pray for their protection, their sustenance, and, and, and pray for their sensitivity to you, Lord, that they would put you first in all things, knowing you're the solution for everything, Jesus that you're the solution for all things that we, any question we may have that they would come to you with their questions they would come to you with their leading not to go to other people anymore but to come to you directly Father that you lead us and guide us as, as a hidden church uh, that you would guide us each one of us to your will for us to where you want us to go Lord and uh, Father give us the means to do it Father we bless you and we thank you in the name of Jesus Amen. And Father God, I want to lift up Zeph and his wife. I'm asking for a hedge of protection, a wall of fire of the Holy Spirit to surround them. In accordance with Zechariah 2 and 5, God, and loose warrior angels down for their protection right now, 24 hours a day. We break any witchcraft that has been sent against them, any curses that have been uttered against them in their ministry. We break it off of them right now, command it to go back to where it came from sevenfold. We apply the blood of Jesus to them right now. I bind any spirit of fear which would try to attack him, any spirits of depression. We bind all foul spirits that have come against him and his wife and their ministry. We bind it off of them, and we command it to lead them now in Jesus Christ's name. God, I ask that you would give them loose angels to create new doors of opportunity for Zeph, open up new doors for interviews, bless his finances. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 And God bless uh, you, brother. To you, too. Thank you so much. We'll have you back on again real soon. Thank you, Zeph, for coming on today. Okay, Shannon. Thank you. God bless Folks, you. up with Zeph Daniel. You need to go check out... Uh, his podcast, uh, go check out his music. Uh, I've got his links up in the uh, show notes. And, uh, wow, we did an early uh, morning broadcast today. It got me up early. That's good. I'm really not a night owl, folks. Um, I'm what you call a morning bird, you know. Growing up, um, I could never really stay up really late. I would fall asleep. Of course, um, you know, as you get older, you don't require as much uh, sleep. You know, I, I talked to Dr. Pat I think she sleeps about two hours a day. <laughs> She's always writing and doing programs. And by the way, uh, happy birthday to Dr. Pat Holliday. Um, had another birthday this week. 
And uh, God bless her and uh, support Miracle Internet Church. MiracleInternetChurch.com, PatHoliday.com. She's one of the few pioneers that are out there still alive preaching the truth about deliverance, trying to get us younger generation uh, ramped up in a little bit of time. I told Dr. Pat, I said, uh, you know, God has called you for this time, and, uh, you know, you're going to be like Moses. He went into full-time ministry at the age of 80. Uh, Folks, I don't think any of us get out of here (laughs) early. Uh, Dr. Pat's going to be right here till the Lord returns uh, because he's got her here for a reason, uh, because no one else is preaching the truth out there that uh, Jesus Christ sets the captives free. Uh, the one-third of Jesus' ministry that nobody wants to talk about. And why, just as Zeph and I were talking about today, because Satan knows that if he is exposed and that if you understand the authority you have in Jesus Christ to actually wage warfare against these foul spirits, that he's lost. Now, of course, he lost at Calvary, but he loses his opportunity to take more people with him. If you and I wake up and then we get out there and we do self-deliverance, then we go out there and start... Um, sounding the alarm, and waking people up and snatching them out of the fire. Because that's his goal, to take us all down if he could. I had a dream last night. I was actually on a bus, and it was going to hell. And I looked around, and uh, I saw all these uh, these people. And I said, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be here. And I jumped off of it and got off of there. But, I mean, I just looked at their faces. They were doomed. And there were people um, dying every day lost, and they're not get a second chance. If you and I woke up today, that means we still have an opportunity to do something. As my dad said, where there's breath, there's hope. You know, until the spirit leaves the body, you've got a a window of opportunity to make a decision for Christ. And then it's more than just accept him. He has asked us to do something. Uh, We are called to uh, cast out demons. We're called to lay hands on the sick that they'll recover. We've been called to preach the gospel, to feed the poor, to bless Israel, to help those that are homeless. To defend the fatherless, that's what he's called us to do. And uh, time is very short for any of us to do anything because, um, you know, God's winding this thing down. And it says if God didn't speed up the times, uh, no flesh would be saved. So if you're going to do something, now is the time to do it. And where do you start? You start uh, by accepting Christ as your Savior. You invite him into your life, repent of your sin. And then to repent means to have a heart change. You know, ask God to help you. Ask him to show you areas of your life that... They need to be brought under the blood, areas that you need deliverance. And you can get deliverance in Jesus' name as a Christian. Deliverance is your right. It's the children's bread. You learn about spiritual warfare. You start then taking territory back, like Numbers 33.50 says. You go and take the enemy territory back for Christ. And what I mean by that is, you know, you go claim souls that have been scalped. Um, You go preach the gospel. You do deliverance in your family. You preach about deliverance uh, and start taking some territory back from the enemy. You cannot be a passive stand, you know, passive sitting on the sidelines anymore, folks. Uh, you've got to make a decision. Either you're going to get uh, run over, or you know, by this tsunami of evil, or you're going to push back the tide through spiritual warfare. And the way you learn about these things is you come out to programs like the School of Deliverance that we have Saturday nights at 8 p.m. with Dr. Pat Holiday. She's the professor. Uh, she's been doing this for decades, folks, cast out many demons. She knows what she's talking about. You you tune in the programs that we're doing about spiritual warfare. You learn how to defend yourself. You learn how to break curses off of yourself. You learn how to loose angels in Jesus' name to go out there and do battle in the heavenlies. And you start taking things back, starting with your family. Then you intercede for your schools, your cities, the nation. 
join us on Sunday nights for the School of Intercessory Prayer and Warfare. You join with others and start praying, binding, and loosing. You get into the Word of God foremost every day. Uh, develop a prayer time with the Lord. Fasting uh, will be essential in these last days. I need to start doing that myself. Some demons only come out through prayer and fasting. And, uh, you know, ask God to shine a light on your, a spotlight on your life, you know. Let the uh, the Shekinah glory of the Holy Spirit illuminate your very being to expose anything that needs to, to be repented of and that you need to get out of you in Jesus' name. And you can be set free. And, Father God, right now I ask that you would loose angels to go out there and recover the bits of fragmented soul that have been stolen from the believers out there. Send the angels out to dig up these fragmented souls, bits, wherever they're scattered across the globe, to go back and gather them, bring them back, and put them in the right order. So we can have our minds back, Father God, that we can have our souls restored in Jesus Christ's name. And um, you learn about spiritual warfare, folks, and then you start doing it. Uh, check out MiracleInternetChurch.com. Support the Deliverance Ministry. It takes funds to uh, do these programs. Uh, check out PatHoliday.com. If you're in the uh, Jacksonville area, you can go down and worship there at the Miracle uh, Church. They're in Jacksonville. Um, spread the word about Omega Man Radio. If you like these kind of programs that we're doing, uh, copy them. Send them to friends. You, know, you can download them, spread them around, send links to the show. We're trying to do a show every night at 8 p.m. Sometimes we do an 11 p.m. broadcast, too. And then I'll do the occasional early bird show like we did today. What a pleasure it was to have Zeph on. Um, I've got his websites in our show notes. Zeph Daniels, ZephReport.Podomatic.com, Zedja.Podomatic.com. Uh, get a hold of Zeph. Let him know you enjoyed the show, and we'll get him back. And uh, support Zeph. He's been out there many years trying to sound the alarm. Keep us all in prayer. Satan would try to attack us all. You know, he would like to try to see us depressed, uh, fall away, stop doing these kind of shows, because we're exposing evil. And it's like turning on the light and seeing the uh, cockroaches run. You know, they run for their dear lives. That's what happens when you shine the truth about deliverance on the, the church and on the people out there that don't even know Christ. And you expose Satan. He doesn't like it because once he's exposed, okay, then he stands chance to be kicked out of his host He's been riding the backs of most of us for decades. Some of these demons came in through generational curses. They came down the family lines. You know, he can't wait to jump into millions of people that are going to go see the Harry Potter movie or pick up these books through witchcraft. That's one of the gateways demons come in. Other is drugs, alcohol, fornication. You know, uh, demons can be sexually transmitted. We can have ungodly soul ties that we have to break. Um you learn about all these in, in the programs that we're doing out there. So if you like this ministry, uh, support it. We would like to uh, go on World Harvest uh, shortwave. Uh, we have an opportunity that has opened up there to do 8 p.m. Eastern time, right before Rick Wiles of True News. And I want to thank Rick Wiles for telling me about Blog Talk Radio. Uh, he was the only one that actually wrote me back and, and gave me the specifics of how to get the show going. So God bless him. Shouts out to Brother Dan Caitlin of Messiah's Branch. He's also been, been instrumental in helping me get these programs going. And uh, if you like what we're doing, let us know. My website is omegamanradio.com. If you go to the archives link at the top, you can play all the 135 broadcasts we've done. You can hit the RSS link, 
and go over and actually download them. You can also subscribe for free at iTunes. And uh, remember, when we do these programs Saturday night, we open up the line. So if you need prayer, you can call and we'll pray with you. Whatever your need may be. Maybe you're being attacked at night at 3 a.m. in the morning by incubus and succubus. Well, we'll take authority over that in Jesus' name. You know, we break curses. We, uh, we'll pray for you if you need physical healing. You know, It's Jesus Christ that sets men free. It's him and the Father and the Holy Spirit that do the work. We're just servants, but that's what we've been called to do. So uh, don't hesitate to get in contact with me if you need anything. Keep me in your prayers. Keep Dr. Pat Holliday, Zeph Daniel in your prayers so we can continue to preach this word. And uh, check us out on Facebook dot com slash Omega Man Radio. Again, Omega Man Radio dot com is the website, and uh, we're going to have a special guest tonight, Prophet Scott Lathrop, on the program. You don't want to miss that. It'll be 8 p.m. Eastern time. Looking forward to it, and uh, God bless everyone. I'll see you on the next edition of Omega Man Radio. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at omegamanradio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio. Are you ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and tune in each night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific to the Omega Man Radio Network with your host, Shannon Ray Davis. Omega Man Radio is taking enemy territory for Jesus Christ, Yahshua preaching the gospel of the Messiah, and ministering in deliverance and miracle healing. Add some great guest interviews, and you have the recipe for fresh oil for the airwaves. Tune in at OmegaManRadio.com.